What's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? This is the Bros Who Binge podcast, the 65th episode. My name is Adam Schubert, and as always, I'm joined by Lyndon Burton. Lyndon, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, man. Look, I think I'm getting used to this Tuesday schedule because I realize we're after oh, yeah. the weekend. So I think I'm getting used to it. I don't like it. I mean, I don't love it, but I, I like it. I'm starting to like it. And also, thank you to everybody who uh, checked out our extra content that we dropped last week. We dropped uh, on top of the pitch it episode. We had uh, the Mandalorian episode one uh, review. So thank you to everybody who checked out that extra stuff. But man, you told me this. Look, we, we are in peak TV. I don't want to take your, your take. TV. I don't want to take your take, but one of the shows we're reviewing is, is the best show on television, and I, I have to agree with you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we were talking about all the shows from the weekend, and you know, everyone was speculating high on Mandalorian. Everyone's been asking me about Mandalorian, but there's another show out there that, for me, is the best show on TV, and I proved it with the episode this week, and I can't wait to talk about it. Yeah, and look, look, yo, let's not sleep. Let's not sleep on Titans. Let me just say Ooh. that. Because Titans might be the second best show on television. After the, Even though we had two, two I'm going to say abysmal because of the standard they set, but two not up to par episodes. Baby, I tweeted this last week. We are back, yo. Titans is back. And I got the synopsis for next week's episode. Oh, baby, we got a lot to talk Who's about. Who's the person in the picture? Ravager, my G. Um, that's Rose. That's that's her. That's her outfit. Okay. Everybody want to understand that what we talking about till we get to what we got to get to, but we got a lot to talk about. I got a rant later on in the show about Charlie's Angels. We, we got to talk about Elizabeth Banks. We got to talk about uh, Black Adam, and then we got to talk about the fucking. You... I'm cursing already, but my God, the effing Snyder cut has made it its way back into the fucking cultural side. People guys. with verified checks are t- <laughs> talking about the Snyder cut now. Yo, I texted you this like yesterday or when it was going on. I was like, yo, are you paying attention to this shit? Like this film is two years old, ladies and gentlemen. And we're still, it was trending more than, yes, it was trending yesterday more than it did positively when it first came out. Sure. Yeah. I think, you know, when you have the two biggest stars behind that film saying that they want to see it or they want people to see it, that, you know. Oh, uh, yeah. drive some excitement. But did you put a did you put a slide in the notes for Charlie's Angels, or do you want to just rant? No, I'm I'm just I'm gonna just rant when we get to the box office. That's like okay. a, that's a that, that's a box office thing. So All right, because we'll, because it, it it drives home a, a larger point. But that I, I'm that I'm really interested to see how you feel about it. But Schubert, whenever you're ready, we got a we got a big slate ahead of us, ladies and gents. This is a this is a jam packed episode. For sure, there's definitely a lot of exciting news when we're getting into the. Oscar season, peak TV, so there's a lot to talk about and a lot that they're gearing us for next year, too, that I'm excited about. So let's get into it. All right. The long-awaited Black Adam finally gets a release date, December 22nd, 2021. Dwayne The Rock Johnson will hit the screen as Black Adam. He said... Uh, he described Black Adam, for those who don't really know much about the character, that he's re- a rebellious, one-of-a-kind superhero who will always do what's right for the people. But he does it his way. Truth and justice. The Black Adam way. Look, let me, let me, let me cut through all that cheese and tell you peeps what's the dealio. 
Black Adam is an anti-hero in the in the highest regard. He could be considered a villain in most stories, but in his best case, he's an anti-hero. He's a leader of this kingdom called Kandak or, or Kadak, if they choose to use that that one. I don't know what they'll call his uh his country, but he's basically the king, the pharaoh of Egypt. In essentially, people are trying to take out his homeland. He feels that he is doing the right thing by obliterating their homeland, and then he becomes the tyrant that's consumed with power. Uh, our guy Umberto, shout out to Umberto, he dropped news that Black Adam will be fighting Hawkman, so we'll see the Thanagarians Ooh. in this Ooh. movie, which I think will be dope. That's dope. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's big. That's big. Yo, look, I'm going to say this. That's big I- for the DC creating the universe, you know? People wanted DC to do it small and, and slow and steady. They're not dropping slates. They're just dropping movies that seem to coincide. If you look at what James Gunn has been putting on Instagram, talking about how Matt Reeves has his script, how they know their characters, I feel they're building Gotham in the bad world. We see this I mean, this Black is Adam described, movie. This is described as a Shazam sequel. So, you know? I mean, look. Yeah, we're building so the Shazam world. So that's definitely Shazam world, you know? And look, I'm just saying... The DC 2021 slate right now is that hot fire. Like, Batman is still the most anticipated movie of the next comic book movie of the next five years, but the DC slate's looking real good. Batman's 2021, but earlier, huh? It's June, baby. Batman's setting the precedent. Shoot, so you're going to get Wonder Woman next year, then Batman, then Hey, well, Birds Black of Prey Adam. next year, too. Oh, yeah, Birds of Prey. Then, um... After Black Adam is Suicide Squad because it's twenty twenty two or twenty three, right? Uh uh-uh. uh, it goes it goes Birds of Prey, Wonder Woman, Batman, Suicide Squad, then Black Adam. Yeesh. Yeah, big big slate, yo. DC's coming correct. Let me say that. But with that being said, with all that excitement, all that stuff we're building, this freaking Snyder cut. <laughs> He's making his head back in, yo. Like, that's my whole thing with all this. So Gal, Ben, and, and Ben, Ben of all people, Ben hurt me the most yesterday. It cut deep with me. Cause I was like, yo, you 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 got your shit together now. And you wanna you wanna get this Snyder cut out there, but bruh, and that's no disrespect to Ben, because he was going through some shit, but like you couldn't get your shit together to be Batman, my my G, but that look, his personal life is his personal life, and I wished him the best then and I wish him the best now. But it's just like, why is everybody tweeting about this shit? If I'm Warner Brothers, okay, best case scenario, you put it on HBO Max and you generate views for that streaming service. But in my opinion, by doing that and building up hype for that release, we have a slate that's lo and behold behind us that's more important, in my opinion, because that's moving forward. Why are we going backwards? We have a new Batman that we have to promote. People already love Ben Affleck's Batman. If we see this, it'll just bring up the controversy. Why Ben Affleck's not Batman? You, it's, it, that's, that gives negative press to Robert Pattinson, whether anybody wants to believe it or not. If I'm Matt Reeves, I'm upset about this because my, I'm starting my Batman universe in Gotham. If I'm James Gunn, I'm upset about this because it, it just gives idea to the past. You're already taking a hand-me-down property, but you're trying to make it something new. If I'm... If I'm any of these new movies, I'm I'm upset with this, and I don't want this to happen. And that's why I think Warner Brothers has said that they have no plans of doing anything with the Snyder Cut. On top of it, would cost damn near twenty five, and that's I'm lowballing it, twenty five million plus to to finish out the uh special effects, get the music because it's just a finished cut. It has no special effects in it. 
So they would have to put money into that. And like I said, the only way to get that money back is through HBO Max. But the negative is you, 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 you put the focus on something that's not moving forward instead of the slate that's coming that you kind of have people excited. Like, if you look at all the casting for the Batman movies, it's like, yo, people are excited for this new, this new venture. You've gotten people off of the, damn, Justice League was the worst movie ever. Like, what is DC going to do? Batman's not Batman anymore. Like, do you remember how heartbroken and how low the morale of the fan base was in 2019? Like, do pe- I mean, in, in 2018, do people forget about this? Like, Schubert, I went through this on Twitter. I was arguing for DC. Now that we're almost in the high point, we're going to go back to the freaking Snyder Cut? Like, what? I'd watch it. I mean, I'd watch it too. <laughs> We'd both watch it. But, like, do you get what I'm saying where it's like, why do we put the press on something that's in the past instead of focusing on our future? Uh, I I think it's something – I really don't understand why it came up because there has been so much exciting future news that I don't understand why anyone want to go back to the Justice League movie. It's been it's been bubbling, bro. Like, these, the, you see, you're not on the, like, Reddit, on the Reddit like I guys, even, bro. I don't even think about it that movie anymore like i think about batman versus superman i think about uh man of steel but i don't sleep from my mind yeah i I totally forgot that that was a movie like i can't even remember what happened except for that that uh superman was dead and they brought him back to life that's the only scene i remember and i remember that henry cavill's face looked weird oh i remember that movie front to back but (sighs) i'm I'm, I'm just gonna be like look man i was sold on the Zack snyder universe heard some truths about what happened I believe those truths. I'm not liable to talk about those truths on air, but I'm just saying I'm more excited for what's to come. I think we're in better hands now than instead of looking back. And that's no disrespect to Zack Snyder because he made some of my favorite movies. I am a BVS fan to this day, but the way... And, and BVS was a, a movie that once a different cut was shown was made better. It was, but my thing is I want to focus on Robert Pattinson Matt Reeves' Batman. I want to focus on James Gunn's Suicide Squad. I want to focus on us getting a real Justice League together, not something that has already happened. Like, I'm, I'm just, I'm over it. I, I'm over the Snyder Cut. I really am. We're going to have Hawk people in the Justice League this time. That's what I'm saying, bro. Like, we got Black, <laughs> Black Adam versus Hawkman coming. And you niggas want to tell me we want to go watch the Snyder Cut? Yo, get that jo- Yo, I'm sorry for my swear words, but I have a lot this episode. Like, Get shit out of here. Well, I mean, the thing about Justice League was that I, I, as a fan of DC, was already angry that they were going to do that. I was like, why are we doing a Justice League movie when we haven't even had an Aquaman movie? Okay? Like, we need to... Marvel did not have an Avengers movie before not introducing all the Avengers. But look, I'm of the belief that you could do it a different way. That way just didn't work. It it really just didn't work. So we, we went back to the drawing board and we're doing individual movies and we're gonna see how that works and then we'll tie it together once we once we make sense of things but dc's in a good i mean spot, i think we're man. a long way away from them trying to tie things together i think what they're just gonna try and do is make individual films for the dc properties and i mean once we get to 2026 i guess when they'll figure that out and that's mean, my thing like yeah we're building out individual universes in the sense like we're gonna have batman because sure. i mean imagine like we're you know black adam's coming out in 2021 shazam came out this year in 2019 you know we might not see Shazam again until, you know, way down the line. Well, they, they are getting that gear and that together because they want to keep the kids' ages 
and they want to make it before Zach Levi gets old. Zach Levi's doing Coles commercials. I don't know if you saw that. Like, we got we got to get Zach back in the suit, baby, because my guy's singing on on Coles commercials. Yo, that shit's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, man. He he needs to get back in the suit for sure. But yeah, but I think they're what they'll do something similar to what it did. And they just do the de aging stuff. But I mean, like that's the thing about Shazam is that because you're dealing with a kid, that's always the the hard part about that when you're and dealing then, with with kids. Because the, in five years, they look so much different. Samberg is writing the sequel, which won't have Black Adam until his movie comes, and then he'll be in the third one. So I I wouldn't be surprised if Shazam comes 2022. That's just me speculating. I have no no idea about that, but just from what I'm hearing from Samberg and the director and by what he's doing. I feel like 2022 is a good idea of when we get Shazam. But that's my thing. Like, we're building out the Shazam universe. We're building out Gotham and Batman and the Suicide Squad connecting. We have villains in the Suicide Squad that connects to other heroes. Captain Boomerang made the cut, baby. Whether or not people want to acknowledge it, he made the cut. Like, niggas was getting cut off. off. Like, Will Smith got cut. People are getting cut. And if you're going to make it to the new universe, Captain Boomerang's won. So... Flash is still on the on the table coming soon, so we'll build these small universes, and then when it's time, bring them together. But as of now, we, we we got a long way to get there, and that's what I'm saying. We got we got more things to be excited for than to be back treading back to this damn Snyder cut. Gosh, gal, you made the cut, girl. You, I get you and Jason love Snyder for picking y'all, but y'all made the cut. God damn it, Ben, ben chose to leave, and Henry. I mean. Henry, you got the low ball, my guy. I, I guess I guess Gal's the most thankful because that was really a risk. That yeah, they it took was. on her. So I guess she I is mean, pretty thankful Jason for that. Eh, yeah, but I mean, he was Jason Momoa. But I, I guess he was big risk though, because I mean, he really what? wasn't Jason Momoa. He was Cal Drago. Exactly, the dude who didn't talk. Like, yeah, like let's call a spade a spade. Like, I, I, sure. I see, I see why they're grateful. And, yeah, but you see, Henry didn't say nothing. Henry's still trying to get that Superman role, dog. Like <laughs> I mean, he's the Witcher right now. He's locked in battle, bro. Like Henry ain't Henry ain't playing with y'all with this damn Snyder cut. Ruined his damn chances as Superman, bro. Like, All, right. Oh. All right. Well, um, so there was news this week that Nickelodeon and Netflix were going to merge, and you know there was some. Uh, there was also a Nickelodeon children's show that's getting a new movie the spongebob trailer came out so what do you think about the nick netflix deal and seeing a new age of spongebob uh, I, I don't care about the spongebob thing I'm, I'm more interested in the nick netflix deal because now we see i mean look cable has become streaming whether people want to admit it or not you're gonna have to own all these damn streaming services or at least borrow one from a friend disney has disney disney plus has all their childhood stuff HBO Max partnered with Cartoon Network and Adult well, Swim. Netflix. And, and I actually have I actually have a rant for all the people that are going out and tweeting all that junk about like the prices and all that. Do you, do you want cable? Then just have no, cable because cable like, sucks. Really I'm sorry, does. but if you want to sit there and watch commercials and DVR all your shit and do all that blah blah, blah bullshit, go ahead and do that. I'm going to sit here and watch all the streaming stuff and get it whenever I want, however I want it, and I don't have to worry about cable and its restrictions. So if you want to go pay for cable, go pay for cable, and I'll stay with not paying for cable and doing all the streaming services. I must say my life has been a lot better since I've I've switched digitally. Like with you, like having YouTube TV for sports and like my league passes and what's not. 
and then using like streaming for everything else, it, it does work a lot better than dealing with the cable nonsense. But I think the Nick deal. Well, I mean, like for, for HBO, for example, like I don't have an HBO streaming login. So I have to watch HBO on cable whenever it comes on. Ooh, see, that sucks. And like the thing with me is I have Amazon Prime and I have the HBO deal with it. So it's like whenever stuff drops on cable, I can watch it the moment. Like I can watch it five minutes before it drops, actually. Yeah, so I have to figure out when it, like the other day I had to watch Watchmen at 10:38. Mm. And I had to make sure I watched it. I was look I was on at the TV sharply at 10:38, which meant I just watched John Oliver, which was fine because John Oliver is hilarious. But uh yeah. It's a hindrance though. I, I get what you're it's saying. It's a hindrance. But, I mean, you got to the, the Nick Let me get to this Nick Netflix thing, bro. I get your I get your ranting. You can continue, but the Nick thing that's dope because Netflix needs this childhood department, and now, now the, the the fiefdoms are set. Like it's like we've been talking about the streaming era wars for a while now on this show on Anime Talk. The fiefdoms are set. You have Disney and Disney Plus, Nick and Netflix, and HBO Max and Cartoon Network Adult Swim. I also think HBO has also boosted themselves in the streaming war, which I don't think Disney will get into this side of the war with anime content because we know Nick Netflix has original anime content. HBO partnered with Crunchyroll, my dog, and they have all the Studio Ghibli films. Like it is these, these wars in these streets are hot, yo. I love this corporate shit. Like I love like I love seeing this. Yeah, I mean it's pretty fun to watch watch it all battle out and see who's, who's gonna, gonna get win. The, well, I'm, I mean, I'm waiting for Netflix of, to fold. Well, I mean, it's pretty much like what we've grown up with with the networks, too. I mean, that's yeah. always been a competition on who who's on top of the network, what shows are at the top of the network. You know, and CBS used to always be like, number, we have number one comedies. And then so, like, I mean, the, the thing it's always that, been a level of competition. The thing that sucks for Netflix is that, I mean, now you've partnered with Viacom, so you do have a big, a big spender behind you. But HBO Max has Warner Brothers on top of the anime stuff. Disney has Disney. Who's the shat? I guess Viacom is the shadow organization behind Netflix. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how this goes, man. I still have the bet that Netflix will be the first to fold out of all these things. Well, it's definitely Ex- the excluding, weakest. excluding like CBS All Access and in, like that shit. Who gives a damn about that? The networks, the networks are have themselves under control. Plus, they're under the Hulu blanket as well, so they they all work out with that. But. Um, but yeah, man, my Debbie Downer thing about the Nick Netflix deal—it has to do with the SpongeBob trailer. You know, you didn't like the the way that the SpongeBob trailer looked and felt. I didn't really have too much issue with it. I mean, it's a SpongeBob movie. It seemed like a SpongeBob movie to me, but the animation's weird. So imagine that—that's what they're gonna have on stuff like that. You know, we're not gonna get the stuff of old made to for today. I mean, it's just gonna be new age stuff. It's all gonna be different. So like I think, and, I think they'll give and, us and all the people that were out there clamoring is like oh give us give us a Drake and Josh like spinoff series or something like that I'm like they're not gonna give you stuff like that like you're not gonna well, I mean, see shit. stuff like that wait gonna, wait, wait, wait 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 to to your point let me argue that because Jamie Lynn Spears baby and old uh, homie from Zoe one hundred and one they're in talks to come back well and, I've I've heard that so I mean that's not too crazy to me because that's always been a a thought that's been going around, but I mean, well, I my think thing is, if that happens, yo, I don't know, bro. I mean, Miranda I, needs some work. I could see them bringing iCarly. I could see them bringing that, but listen to me with Drake and Josh. Like, Josh Peck has become internet YouTube sensation to, to a certain extent. And, to a certain extent. He's fame. He has a following. He's more famous than Drake. 
That's what Drake needs to check. Josh brings the following. Josh gets a big check. I could see it happening, bro. Kel came back. Like, I could, like, they're, just, they're not going to get Keenan back, but Kel's there. Kel works for Nick right now. Like, I could just see it happening. I, don't be surprised. Like, these, these childhood stars need these bags. Like, they're I mean, not getting see- many acting jobs. Well, I mean, I could see Kel doing like a new age good burger thing where like Ed is now the manager. Yeah. Like that would be good. He brought like, all could... that back. Sure. Yeah. He brought all of that back. Yeah. I mean, like stuff like that's going to carry over. But I mean, I don't think all of, I don't think you're going to get as many stuff as that. And if you do, it's going to be in the SpongeBob realm. Like, let's say if they brought Rocket Power back, it's not going to be the same Rocket Power. It's going to be different. That's what I'm telling you. Oh, well, yeah. That's because they got beef with, uh, for, with, uh, Oh my gosh! I just watched a video about the downfall of like Nick Nick Animation. Uh, whoever, oh my gosh! I'm so sorry. I'm forgetting y'all's name. Hell, but it's the company. But it's and I want. I keep wanting to say Tarnikowski, but it's not him. It's um the people it's that made Rugrats. Uh, yeah, Rocket. I mean, I understand. Yeah, the same animation that did all of that. Yeah, so that's yeah, a, they have the a company a group. Nick, so I, I don't. Yeah, it's a group. I don't know if they'll come back because. Well, they're definitely uh, going to come back. Oh, it's a uh, Klasky Kus Klasky Chuspo. Okay. Like I, I know you remember seeing that at the end of all those Nick cartoons, Klasky Chuspo. They made uh Rocket Power, Rugrats, Wild Wild Thornberries. Yeah, all the, and, yeah. Uh, all that all real monsters, all kind of shit. But at least we'll get the old stuff and nostalgia. But like I keep saying with Disney Plus, at some point, bro, I need original content because I'm I'm once I finish Darkwing Duck, the nostalgia bug might be off me. I'm just letting it be known. Right. Oh no, I agree with that. Like Disney Plus is about to be in a hole. Like yeah. every everyone's like, oh yeah, you know, I've watched my Disney Vault and some old DComs, and I've I've now watched a few episodes of like Even Stevens and stuff like that. Did I want to watch all the episodes? I I don't think so. I mean, I I've evolved from that TV at this point. It's nice to watch a, cu- a few episodes here and there, but I mean, it's not going to keep me satisfied. Like I don't know. I and I've watched yeah, all those Disney Marvel Plus. cartoons, so like, yeah, true. I mean, the Marvel stuff's coming, and I mean, we know that there's stuff coming down the line, at least for Marvel, and we know that Star Wars is going to give us some stuff. But of course, well, no, I mean, I'm not even going to doubt on Star Wars because Star Wars is going to give us Mandalorian, then they're going to spit out Clone Wars, and then we get Cassian. Like, they're going to give us stuff. Star Wars is covered. Marvel's covered. It's Disney. Well, with- Marvel's not coming until 2020, fall. Fall. That's when wait that wait. Let's, what are they doing? Let's what are they doing honest, over there? Let's be real. Like let let's let like let's. What if isn't coming out soon? Falcon Winter Soldier does not. Come the first out, one is the first one, and it comes out fall twenty twenty. Oh, get out of here, Marvel! What are you doing? <laughs> like that's what I'm saying. Like, like, what are they spending their time on? How many movies did they spit out this year? They one movie, Endgame, and then um, <laughs> Captain Marvel. Well, we got oh Spider Man. I'm coming. sorry, we got not a slate coming. They're filming. They're actually like Spider-Man's not even all them. It's Sony, and then they wanted to fuck him over. I'm sorry, I'm getting on a rant. <laughs> they filmed Falcon Winter Soldier. They're filming that right as we speak. So it's fall 2020, bro. Like that's what I'm saying. Disney Plus. Look, I need something new because if you're gonna keep lowballing me with Mandalorian, because that's another negative of mine. How we getting these 20 something minute shows? And I get it, the budget and everything. It's just like, you're not going to keep me here long. You're lucky my girlfriend is paying for this, because if it was me, I'd be using Schubert's account. Mm. Like, Fair. That, that, I mean, it's a cheap price. So that's the other thing. Like, they're not making you pay an exorbitant amount of money for the streaming service. Like, it's the, the cheapest one out of all of them. So, I mean, at, at least, so at least they're not, like, making you pay a lot 
and then for you to have high expectations. Like, we have high expectations just because of the name. Like, the price doesn't make you expect that you should be getting, like, this a mass amount of content, you know? No, not yet. And I mean... And I mean, in their defense, they did tr- give us some things. They're just not anything that we're interested in, you know, like the Jeff yeah. Goldblum show and the High School Musical and Lady and the Tramp movie. Like, it's just not stuff I'm interested in. And so, Encore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Encore. And um, and that Noel movie, which is supposed to be like their version of Elf, which I've heard is trash. So. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. But, but we, we got on a rant because we we've been trying to talk about these trailers. Yeah, I know. All right. And so we talked about the SpongeBob one. Uh, let's talk about Sonic because that was a win. Yeah. Look, fans, I got to say this. We got to go watch that movie. Like whether or not we were going to, whether or not like we were joking, whether or not whatever, whatever the case, we we're just getting the memes off. We got to go watch that movie now because they listen to us. The design is right. Like, if we don't go watch this movie, we will lose our vote and things in the coming future times. Like, they won't care about what we say because our word doesn't mean shit. We got to go watch it and support this movie. Like, 100%. Well, I think another reason to go support this movie is because this is the first time we're seeing Jim Carrey in a, in a little while. Especially doing something comedic and eccentric. So, I'm really excited to go see Jim Carrey in the theater again doing his thing, you know? That's what kind of drew me to the film in the first trailer with the gross Sonic. Mm -hmm. I feel that. But I'm just saying, like, I agree with that for sure. I'm just saying we got to go support it now. For sure. Like, we got to. So, I mean, there was nothing new to the trailer just except the Sonic was righted. Yeah, exactly. So, that's all. You can go watch that trailer. And then the other trailer we have is The Death and Lie of John F. Donovan. You know nothing, John F. Donovan. Yeah, the Kit Harrington. This was a movie that was filmed uh, a couple years back and hit the festival scene, but it's going to be released. It's going to have a wide release on theaters this December. It's not you know necessarily something that I'm saying you have to see in a theater, uh, but it really looks interesting. It has Kit Harrington, Jacob Tremblay, who plays, um, uh, or, or I never mind. It's Kit Harrington, Jacob Tremblay, Natalie Portman, Susan Sarandon, Kathy Bates. Um and Tandy Newton. Yeah, good cast, man. Look, great looks cast. Interesting. Jacob Tremblay's writing letters to this eccentric actor, John F. Donovan, who is who is a uh, Kit Harrington, and like Kit Harrington's denying that he's getting these letters, and Jacob keeps telling people like, "Nah, I'm, I'm writing him," and it, it becomes to me. I thought he was like a pedophile. I didn't know what the hell was going on, but I guess it's it's not that. Like I'm in, like that's I'm interested to see what the hell's going on. Like, and now this kid's releasing these letters twenty some years later. So like, yeah. what's, what's going on with John F. Donovan? Like, what was he? What was he writing this kid? Yeah, the um, the movie is directed by Xavier Dolan, and Xavier Dolan is known for doing lots of artsy, artsy films, and he's acted in some in some films as well. He's just, uh, but none of the things that we've ever seen before. But what I learned from doing some research about this film is that Xavier Dolan grew up writing letters to Leonardo DiCaprio telling him that one day he hoped to work with him in a film. And that's kind of like the inspiration. Oh, well, it, it's this. not some pedophile stuff. It never it's not pedophile. No, I think it's more of going into the darkness that an actor faces and a day to day life, kind of like a honey boy kind of deal where like you kind of get the darkness behind the actor, uh, but not in a kid way. 
uh, and the, mm. then Jacob Tremblay is like a bully kid who's seeking um, validation validation from his hero and feels like he's getting it and then is not getting it because no yeah. one believes him. Yeah, no, no one feels. believes him. Yeah, yes. cool, 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 cool trailer, man. Yeah, I thought it was pretty interesting, and it's always nice to see Kit Harrington doing something. You know, I feel like this is the movie that brought him into rehab because, like, he he was looking fucked up in this movie. <laughs> Like, yeah, you know, maybe like, so. And the you know, method acting. That's what I'm saying, bro. This might have been the one. It might have been the one because it was a few years ago. That's what I'm uh, saying. This could have been the one, and that's why we could we were getting boozy John Snow all last season. <laughs> that's, that's not. I'm not trying to be a douche, but like, it's just true. Like we, like you know, glad kids doing well now. All right. Well, let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about Idris Elba. You just no, you skipped, gonna... you skipped to the Harley Quinn trailer, bro. Oh, oh yeah, I did, didn't I? Well, because yeah. I felt like we talked about it and when we did talk about The Mandalorian, or at least I wanted to talk about it when we were talking off air because I saw it and I was like, wow, this thing looks dope. Mm, full 180, huh? Full 180. I told you, this, the DC Universe, look, they're still chugging along, bro. We, at least I can say this about them. If I want to read comics, I go there. If I want a show, there's I get new episodes every Friday, and if I want my nostalgia buzz, I get that. But every after a show ends, I'm getting something new. Harley Quinn's coming after uh, Titans. We got something coming after that. Titans season three, young like I'm just saying, DC Universe now, is doing a good job. Now to re argue that point back with Disney Plus, that's what Star Wars is doing. Like after Mandalorian, we're getting Clone Wars. After Clone Wars, we're getting Cassian. After Cassian, I assume is Obi Wan. Or Mandalorian season two, which is or Mandalorian so season two, yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, look, Star Wars is doing this thing. I'm more my Disney Plus shots are more towards Marvel. That's all. Well, I'm just bending my guys because we're killing it right now. No, for sure, for sure. But yeah, good, good, good on Harley, man. Harley's looking good. Yeah, man. Like I love that they're dropping f bombs. Um, my concern with it is that the storyline seems too much like the Birds of Play, Prey storyline. Seems like it's almost the same kind of deal. Because I mean, it's like. Harley and Joker break up, and Harley's looking for emancipation. Well, it's it. I I see where you say that that, and that's true. But instead of meeting teaming up with like the Birds of Prey peeps, and she's she's teaming up with Ivy. So you know. yeah, which is who we would have most likely expected her to have met up with when we were talking about the possibility of a Gotham City Sirens. Yeah, big facts. So I mean, look, I'm I'm interested because it's gonna be an R-rated take on. Harley animated an adult animated show. I'm 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 into it. I'm ready. Yeah, and I think we could have. I should have expected this before because even with Young Justice, they as a kids ish cartoon, they still aren't afraid of the adult themes. So they're definitely gonna hit it hard. And you know, and also the D, some of the DC movies that they put out are really risque. So that's what I'm saying. I, known like, better. I, I don't know why. I told you like. Fans, y'all should get on Schubert's ass because we told I, I told him this at least. I don't know why he wasn't expecting this. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with me. But let's let's move on now to our friend Idris Elba, who's gonna star alongside Jonathan Majors in The Harder They Fall, a Netflix movie that will be produced by Jay Z. The film hmm. follows outlaw Nat Love, who's gonna be played by Jonathan Majors, who discovers that the man Idris Elba who killed his parents. Is two decades or two decades ago is being released from prison and decides to reunite with his gang to track his enemy down and seek his revenge. All right, all right. Yeah, British musician James Samuel 
who's known for his stage name Bullets. I don't know if anyone's heard of him. Uh, he's going to helm the film and will be making his feature directorial debut. He previously worked with Jay-Z on the Great Gatsby soundtrack. The sources say The Harder They Fall is expected to take a similar approach to incorporating music as it did in The Great Gatsby. Mm, look, Idris, let me tell you... Let he's me in, tell his, you he's in his music bag right now, bro. Let me tell you something that Will needed to hear. Don't you start doing all these shitty ass movies just to be with Jay Z? <laughs> Hove, Hove, Hove is not on the good side of people because of Cap. You don't want you don't want to you don't want any problems right now, Idris. That's all I'm saying. My thing with Idris Elba is like I feel like he's working too hard right now. Like is Idris, he? you're. I mean, I feel like he's a big star. He doesn't need to be like taking a small Netflix movie, taking a small Netflix series. Being, you know, signed on to be in Suicide Squad. You know, I feel like he can take his roles timely. You know, I don't feel like he's always trying to be on screen. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. But like, I guess you know, I feel like, I, you know, I mean, I don't think that he's too far off of some of the major black male actors out there. So no, like, not at all. Like, so like, I all mean, he needs cast- is a couple smashes. Well, I mean, if you're casting a movie right now, I feel like Idris Elba's part of the top of your list. I mean, we're talking him about him being Bond for God's sakes. So, like, yeah. I don't feel like he needs to be in some small Netflix movies, you know? I feel like he's a big enough star that he can wait it out for a big role. That's or be what I'm offered saying. the big roles. That's why I'm saying he needs to take, look, Will put himself in a hole. And Idris, you could become an Oscar contender. You need to stop doing these shitty little movies. Sure, yeah. I don't see why not. Yeah, that's my thing. All right, but let's jump to this Marvel stuff. <clears throat> we got a lot. The live-action Marvel series Runaways is ending with its upcoming season in Hulu, which I always thought, like, if you know what the Runaways comic is about, the show should have ended a while ago, but I digress. The show, which is based on the Marvel comic series of the same name, is set to debut its third season, December 13th. The season will now show serve as the show's finale. According to an individual close to the series, the, excuse me, the creative team felt that the third season provided a natural ending point for the show. It's worth noting, however, that Runaways was one of the few remaining live actions under the Marvel TV umbrella set up by Jeff Loeb. With the end of Runaways, the only remaining live-action shows under Loeb's pur- uh, purview are Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which will end its upcoming seventh season on ABC and Hellstrom, which another Hulu series which recently set its main cast. However, I must say about Hellstrom, it's kind of in limbo right now, and we and Daniel RPK has... has uh, announced that he doesn't think that it's going to get made as of now. We shall see. But with that being said, Marvel dropped a slate of new projects. And for dates, these are movies. October 7th, 2022. February 17th, 2023. May 5th, 2023. July 28th, 2023. November 3rd, 2023. February 2022. May 2022. And July 2022. And we got Daniel's guess at what he believes from what he's hearing these movies are. February 22, um, Deadpool, the MCU's Deadpool. May 2022, Black Panther 2. July 2022, Ant-Man 3. And if they add another date to the November 2022 spot, he believes it's Fantastic Four. For 2023, February, Blade. May, Captain Marvel 2. July, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, November, either Nova, Spider-Man 4, or Fantastic Four in that last date, if they don't add it to 2022. Schubert, that's a mouthful. What do you think's, where do you think things going to fall? I kind of like, I, look, man, what Daniel suggests isn't out of the realm of possibility. MCU's Deadpool's coming really soon. 
yeah, but I mean, shit, Ryan was there last month. I mean, so what's first, Black Widow? Okay, so this is this takes up after after what? Love Thor, Love and War. Oh, okay, 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 okay. This is yeah, this that's is still from... that's still pretty far out. Yeah, twenty twenty two is pretty far out now. that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, that's pretty okay. Black Panther two, Ant Man three, great, love it. I mean, that's a fun year. I like that year. Yeah, it's not a bad that's, year. Those are three of my favorites in Marvel. And then if you throw Fantastic Four in that November twenty twenty two spot. That'd be that'd, dope. That'd be a good year. And then if you go 2023, Blade, Captain Marvel, Guardians, Nova, Spider-Man, or bring the Fantastic Four to that November date, that's a good slate. Like, Marvel's, Yeah, I mean, we, I guess we don't know what DC is going to do for 2022 yet, but, I mean, DC is going to kill 2021. I think Marvel, Marvel's got 2022 pretty much on lock. I mean, it's hard that's to beat Deadpool Marvel, and Black Panther. Marvel's thing does it 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 its slate ramps up in terms of TV series for 2020 to 2021, but the movies don't really ramp up until the end of 2021 with Thor: Love and War, and then we get into the, this 2022 2023 slate. Cool, cool. So yeah, yeah, just wanted to throw that out for Marvel, which also uh uh Falcon Winter Soldier's filming, like I said earlier, uh and. Uh, which I'm gonna call it. It makes sense for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three because that'll be enough time for James Gunn if he wants to, after Suicide Squad, go straight to Marvel or start writing maybe the Suicide Squad sequel, then getting ready to go for 2023. But it's just, yeah. it just gives some some timelines for what's going on. Next up, we have <coughs> David Fincher has agreed to. Executive- hold on, no, hold on. No, I wanted to mention real quick about like uh, Runaways getting they're gonna end their final season on Hulu because I'm I was watching that show. Uh, they're going to end it with their third season. They said that um, the creative team felt that the third season provided a natural ending. It's not getting canceled. I read canceled. that. Oh, you did? I'm on yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I, I was sick. I was sick this weekend, so like I'm still just I'm still just getting it all in. But anyway, what I wanted to say about that is that it's cool that that's how that they that they found a natural ending to all of it, and also you know it, it's a question on Jeff Loeb like what he's you know he's getting everything off to move it all to disney plus now so that could be like what we've been talking about with disney plus getting that content trying oh, to no, he's gen- done bro wait we talked about this two weeks ago he's done bro he has stuff in development with disney plus right now i don't bro look kevin feige took at all least of, producing i don't i look, you know, I, he, look he's overseeing stuff over there right now I don't know, Shuby, because they that kevin feige news dropped that he's ahead of all of marvel tv stuff going forward and him and him and jeff Loeb don't get along that was dropped like two weeks ago i'm trying to pull this up right now but yeah i don't i don't i don't know man like let me yeah let me... like or i guess and maybe it's done now but he he was supposed to be on for some mcu tv show Nah, he's over because that's why hellstrom's in in limbo right now because they're getting all his stuff his stuff's done he stepped down like he stepped down like uh about three weeks ago Marvel's a mess, dude. I'm, just, I, I'm done with them. Yeah, is, look, I don't pay attention to these fools. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. Marvel, look, I'm reading it right now. Marvel TV topper Jeff Loeb steps down. Kevin Feige takes over. Hmm. It's over for that shit. Like, all those Marvel TV titles they got you to buy into, it's done, son. Hmm. Did I just ruin your day? <laughs> no. It's just, I, it's just stupid that I you know, felt the need to talk about it then. Oh my bad, man. I th- I didn't know you didn't know that. Like I thought, I thought that was known. Uh, I mean, I'm just losing it this week. It's it's my bad. 
It's all good. All right, next up, we got David Fincher has agreed to executive produce a Chinatown prequel series for Netflix, which has orig- uh, hired original screenwriter Robert Town to write the pilot. The series would follow a young Jack uh, Giddies, or I don't know how you pronounce his last name. Young Jack Giddies, the character played by Jack, Nichols- Jack Nicholson in the original film and its subsequent 1990 sequel, The Two Jakes. Roman Polanski directed the original 1974 classic, which co-starred Faye Dunaway and was produced by Robert Evans. I don't know too much about Chinatown, but I mean, I would be interested in this if it's like a uh, a crime thing, you know? Yeah, I mean, uh, Chinatown is a all time classic, uh, you know, starring Jack Nicholson. So, I mean, they did do a sequel to it, and I think that's kind of what this is going to be similar to that Two Jake sequel. So, and it didn't do as well from what oh, I, I mean. I never saw it. Do you but, think it? But they said it. Uh, do you think it's gonna be like a before the first one, or you think it's no, gonna it's be before the first one? Okay, 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 okay. okay yeah, that's what sure. I'm saying. Like it's gonna be like two Jakes, where it's a prequel. Ah, uh, okay, okay, mm-hmm. okay. I see you. Yeah, it's about a private eye. Yeah, I'd be into this. And Fincher always does good crime thriller stuff. Yeah, go ahead. Netflix, I think. It, yeah, yeah. I think this would be a good thing for Netflix. You know, bring bring uh, and Fincher's been killing it on Netflix anyway with Mindhunter. Yeah, so. he has. Good for them. Cool. Um, the next story we have is that the most successful Jeopardy contestants of all time are going to come together to answer who would win in a tournament of the show's greatest champions. James Holzhauer, Ken Jennings, and Brad Rutter will compete in the primetime Jeopardy tournament event that will air on ABC January 7th. Yo, Ken Jennings is going to get smoked by James Holzhauer. Yes, dude. It's going to be awesome. I'm so hyped for this. This is like a heavyweight matchup right now. Like, this is, like, this is, the, for me, I just wish, like, they could get all schmo down with it. Or, like, you know, for people who don't know what that is, WWE. And, like, you know, Ken Jennings go, like, trash-talking James Holtzauer. Like, yeah, I know more than this guy. Like, I, I feel like I'm going to win. And James Holtzauer, like, you know, being the robot that he is, be like, well, I'm just going to answer questions. Yeah. I'm just going to do things my way. And for this Brad Rutter guy just being like, I mean, why am I even here? It's only because yeah. we had to play Jeopardy with three people, and all we wanted to see was Ken Jennings versus Holzhauer. Brad Rutter's going to be stealing some of these answers. Like, yeah, what uh, if Brad Rutter wins? Big, big underdog. Big underdog. That would be big underdog. I, I want to see the lines for this. Like, yeah, who's making bets. Like, I, I'm willing to put some bets down. Like, I mean, you know, Holzhauer's out there, and he's a betting guy, so he I might be betting my, on himself. He look, might be I'd cheating. Put, I'd put money on Brad Rutter just because, like. The odds if he wins, yo, I'm making big money. That's true. Yeah. So, but good, good on Jeopardy. Nah, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, for I think that's really cool. I think that's uh, definitely really exciting. And what their marketing has been absolutely crazy. If you go on their Instagram and like look at some of their like uh, hype videos for some of their matches, it's insane. They're just like, yeah, you know, this is a big time matchup now with with this guy going up against this guy, like, you got to see it. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, Jeopardy, you guys are over the top right now. But anyway, moving on to the next story. And one of the first major green lights since acquiring Fox, Disney is moving forward with the film that we've been talking about, Ridley Scott's period drama, The Last Duel, that's starring, you know, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Adam Driver, and it's going to come out on Christmas of 2020. Cool. So prime spot for next year's award season so we could be seeing those names up for awards not this oscars but the next 
All right, cool, cool. Good. And good also, for, uh, the Kingsman prequel Disney. is getting pushed back from yeah, its original spot in February 14th to uh, September 18th of next year. To me, that makes me think this movie's a dud. Insane. Like, it makes me think the same thing with New Mutants. Like, you've already spent so much money on uh, marketing. And marketing. Like, mar- it all, they marketed on a Monday Night Football game already. A trailer came out, like, two weeks ago. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, that's my thing. So, it's like... Like, are they reshooting? Be- are they doing reshoots or something? Like... And I thought reshoots just ended. So, it's like, yo, if... But my thing is, if you knew what you know now, how didn't you know that two months ago? Yeah, exactly. It's the same thing we say about Kathleen Kennedy and Star Wars. It's like, what are you doing, Disney? Like, I get that that acquiring this Fox shit, you have to you have to air some of these movies, and some of these movies you don't want to air because they're trash. But it's like you got to well, figure out the your system with all this. Well, it's one of those things where like, are they not giving enough attention to Fox properties? Is that mm-hmm. something to be concerned about moving forward? Like, does, is Disney so focused on Disney? Like, you know, even when it comes to Disney Plus, Fox doesn't have a a space, no. But I mean, I mean it could I mean, be because it, I mean that. Well, I just don't know if like they hold it as high of a regard at this point than some of the other things that really need attention. But it could also be like it could be that. But I think if we're gonna greenlight stuff like Last Duel, then some of the stuff they do hold in their regard, and some stuff they just might think Fox didn't make a good job making it, and they don't want to take that loss on the books. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think Kingsman was the first Kingsman, or well, the Kingsman that we're talking about, had was under the Fox umbrella for a little while, right before Disney merged. Yeah, merger. it was. It was made. It was made before the Disney merger. Exactly. So I feel like you know Disney's focused on things that they're making. Is my point. Is like anything oh, okay. that you know really isn't theirs. They're not going to put give enough attention to. You know. Well, I mean, shit. Now, I, look, another thing. Ford and Ferrari that was made before the uh, Fox uh, acquisition, but they they, they thought well, that I think that's was been good marketed enough. trash. I think oh, that's been trash marketed because like yeah. I barely seen barely seen it on like any of like any TV commercials or anything like that. And See, like I would, I would disagree because it made it made quite a good bit. It made more than it was supposed to this week. I think that had helped with uh, social media and word of mouth and having done so well in the festival circuit and having Christian Bale and Matt Damon in it. That could be so, that too, you know. So I, but, I think that was one of those things where that was not going to fail. So they didn't really need to put so much into it, but I don't really think that they, like, treated that like it's baby or something. Yeah, no, I, I see that as well. Look, I mean, I just think something's up with that Kingsman movie. To move from yeah, February something's up with September, that Kingsman movie for sure. It's it's this there's something's got fishy. problems. Yeah, something's definitely fishy with that. Next up, we got Lionsgate is in final negotiations to buy Nicolas Cage's movie project, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. The unbearable package includes Tom Gormishan attached to direct from a script he wrote for Kevin Eaton. <coughs> Cage will produce his Saturn Films banner alongside Mike N- Nylon and Kevin Turin. Cage will play a version of himself as an actor who is in need of some money, creatively unfullified, begrudgingly accepts $1 million offer to attend the birthday party of a Mexican billionaire superfan. When things take a wild turn, Cage is forced to become a version of some of his most iconic and beloved characters in order to extricate himself from an increasingly dangerous situation. That sounds pretty funny. That sounds hilarious. Like, I'm imagining him, like, doing some shit, like, from Wicker Man or, like, National being the Con Air guy. Like, yeah, like, having him be like, yeah, we got to, like, you know, get, get to the treasure or whatever. <laughs> yeah. No, that'd be funny. I'm, I'm definitely going to check this out. Look, Nick Cage, we might be in a cage, cage-assance. 
Like, he has that yeah. new movie coming we, out. We, we just had the keanu songs. It might be time for the cage songs. I think so. Like, I think it's about time for these for these people that were like, you know, the twilight, not the twilight, but the, the prime of, like, my youth of watching movies and, like, watching even, like, some 90s movies that that didn't come out right then. But, you know, I mean, Nicolas Cage and National Treasure, I think National Treasure is one of the most perfect movies I've ever seen. Damn, high regard. I love that movie. Like, I'm um, not saying, like, it's amazing and, like, uh, but I feel like the way that it was set up and the way that it's paced, the way that everything happens in it, the way that it flows, the the acting, everything. Like, I just feel like everything went so well. Like, it's just, right. there's, I, I don't think that that's a movie that anyone really particularly hates. Like, I feel like if I were put on Twitter that I love National Treasure, I don't think I'd get as much hatred for that. Like, I feel like it's a, a nationally beloved movie. And, I mean, shoot, it's, it's a figment of pop culture. It definitely is part of the zeitgeist. I definitely agree so, with that. I mean, but you could also argue that a lot of Nicolas Cage's characters do hold big pop culture weight. And that would be really interesting to see him take take form of those in this film where he has to maybe get away from an eccentric billionaire in this, like, giant mansion by, like, faking his way through some of his old roles no that'll be a funny movie man i'll definitely if it's on streaming i'll definitely go watch it that'll that goes into my rant in a little bit but <laughs> if it's on streaming i'll go check that out for sure unless it's marketed well and it and it makes me think i need to watch this in theaters but that's fair good on nick cage next up the final topic that we got this is just some some light stuff. There's a new Sin City TV series in development at Legendary Television with Frank Miller and Robert Rodriguez both in turns to re- return as the franchise executive producers. It's currently unclear if they will co-direct as they did in the first movie. According to Deadline, the deal would guarantee the first season of the show contingent on setting it up with a network or streaming platform. There's a, also a hard animate, a hard R animated series in the works. I'm more interested in the hard R animated series, but if the TV series can maybe get to HBO, you might have me involved. But I don't think HBO is going to let Frank Miller and Robert Rodriguez direct the whole thing again. Yeah. Um, you, know, you know what that show needs? It needs some color. Oh, it's not, bro. <laughs> If Frank Miller is involved, that's not gonna happen. What do you it's mean? Gonna, it's gonna be like it was the movie. It's gonna be black and white. Oh yeah, well I'm just joking. Oh okay. okay. I mean that's like the whole thing about Sin City was that it was black and white. Yeah, with certain splashes here and there. But yeah. good, good, good for Frank, man. Frank's a god in terms of uh, comic book writing. And Sin City's a great thing, and I think it could. What work didn't Jessica well Alba? Wasn't she in that that movie? She was her and Bruce Willis. Yeah, I never saw that one. And uh, uh, Rosario Dawson. Interesting. Was it good? Yeah, it was. I enjoyed it. I think Mickey Rourke was in it too. It was a pretty good movie. I liked them both actually. I think it, it was too. on streaming recently. I don't think it's on there anymore. No, no, probably not. No. All right. Well, let's get let's get to the box office. Let's go ahead and run through the box office real quick, and then you can get onto your rant. All right. All right. So number five was Last Christmas. Uh, number four was Playing With Fire. Number three was Charlie's Angels. Number two was Midway. And number one was Ford and Ferrari. And I must say, Midway made $8.5 million its second week, while Charlie's Angels made a belittling $8.4 million 
opening. Ford Ferrari week. killed it though, three thirty one point five. It, it was only expected to make thirty. That's what I'm saying. Ford did. Ford Ferrari did good, man. Like I, I need to go see that movie because that's something I do want to see in theaters. So shout out to that. And that leads me into me being charged up. So Elizabeth Banks went on some interview show. It got on Twitter where she she believes that. The male-dominated action movie realm is the reason why Charlie's Angels didn't succeed. Men didn't want to go see it because it's a reboot and it's a woman empowerment reboot. Like, there's 30 reboots of Spider-Man and people go see that, but they won't go give this female action movie a shot, series a shot. False, Elizabeth Banks. Because if you knew, if they rebooted Wonder Woman tomorrow, my black ass would be in that theaters watching that. Same thing goes for Captain Marvel. Same thing goes if they made a Leia series tomorrow, I'd be in there watching that. Like, do, do not make this a female and male thing. What the, what the hell this is, is you made, you rebooted an action movie that the last time we saw it, it was a fucking joke. It was a movie that was uh, marketed to teen boys, males in their late teens and early 20s, and it was about boobs. That's what the fuck it was, and nobody is giving that a shot. Gemini Man didn't succeed. Dr. Sleep didn't succeed. Terminator didn't succeed. We're seeing these shitty action movies with shitty marketing uh, marketing uh, investments in it not working because people don't give a damn about this. And Dr. Sleep, I actually heard, was a good movie, so I'm sorry to include that in there, but it had shitty marketing, and the, and the title sucks. So that's just that. The title, Why? the title of the book. Look, nobody knew that was <laughs> the shine. The no, nobody fucking knew that. So if I'm going to, on a weekend, have Sunday night's for Watchmen, Friday for Mandalorian and Titans, My Hero Academia come out on Saturdays, It's Always Sunny come out on Wednesdays, and a slew of other shows I'm watching in between. Why the fuck am I going to spend my hard-earned cash to go see a Kristen Stewart-led Charlie's Angel movie? You know how bad it was, Schubert, on Twitter? And, and look, this is a joke, ladies and gentlemen. This is nothing to be taken any more serious than what I'm about to say. But... They thought Abella Danger was in that fucking movie. If you know who Abella Danger is, you should understand why that's fucking hilarious. She's like, was... they thought that she was, or was she yes, actually? They thought she was the actress in that movie. Oh, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's the chick that played Jasmine. Yeah. Oh, my God. Twitter's <laughs> wild. You know that. But the people didn't know that. This movie was marketed horribly. Elizabeth Banks, you made a shitty movie. And nobody gives a fuck. I will trash fucking Gerard Butler's movie till the day I fucking die. Those fallen movies were atrocious. Well, Martin Scorsese, you know what's killing well, cinema? The, the, These shitty the, action movies. The thing I'll say about Elizabeth Banks in this Charlie's Angels movie is it didn't seem like it was marketed to me. I didn't no. feel like it was, I felt like it was marketed to women. But even it, that, is she saying what, that? I don't think not, women though? went out and see it. I mean, it didn't, uh, to me, it did not feel like, like, hey, boys, come out and see Charlie's Angels. It if seemed you want like, to be hey, girls. And honest, it felt like a teen, it felt like a teen girl movie. That's what I thought it was. Like That's if you I want me to be 100% honest, it felt like a movie for teen girls, and that that doesn't mean males can't go see it, but it's just like that movie looked shitty from the trailers. The trailers sucked. Like I don't think that movie. Like I didn't think from the trailers of Charlie's Angels, I didn't think that that movie was gonna be shitty. I just didn't think it was what I didn't think that it was for me. So I didn't think that I would need to see it. Like the I think the BS about like not having 
um, female, not males not wanting to go to female led uh, action, action movies is is terrible because I mean you know even as from the Red Sparrow with uh, Jen, uh, Atomic Jennifer Blonde. Lawrence, Atomic Blonde, um, Laura Croft, Tomb Raider. I mean, like, shit, Wonder Woman, Captain Marvel. Wonder Woman well, and I mean, Captain those are superheroes. Like, I don't... Like, but I'm, I'm saying, saying like, that's, even that's the ones that aren't superheroes are still... Can still get... I mean, we went and saw the girl with the Dragon Tattoo series. Yes, I girl will. Girl with I'm, Spider's Web. If like, they rebooted that tomorrow, I'd go see it. Yeah, like, I, we went and saw that. Like, it was an exciting movie. I wasn't hindered saying, to not go see it because it was a female-led action movie. It doesn't it's matter. Ghost in the Shell. Shitty marketing. Like, Elizabeth Banks, except the fact you made a shitty movie and the movie was marketed shittily. Like, that's all there is to it. It's, it has nothing to do with gender. And that's my yeah. rant. It, it's, and to Martin Scorsese, it's not comic books killing cinema. The comic books are kind of saving the theaters because as we see, people aren't going to see these movies if they're shitty and they're, ma- they're a bunch of shitty action movies. Jo- you want to know why Joker was so successful? Because it hit the zeitgeist at a point where People were talking about it. People cared about it. It had a message for today's audience, and the movie was good. Nine times out of ten, the audience today is a more educated audience than there was when we were growing up, when before our time, and before that. Charlie's Angels is a remake of a 1970s television show that was not even the strongest of IP. You switch it to make this, this pro-female movie but in the same vein you still make the same dick you still make jokes that are for a male dominated audience you don't know what you want to be the viewer the, the viewer today is more educated than it was when that that ip came out i don't think women or men want to go see this because i feel like it's spitting on their intelligence maybe so i don't know i didn't see it and i don't really when, want to when television <laughs> is so good why am i going to go spend my hard-earned money to go watch a shitty movie. I, I'm, I had enough of that when I went go watch Hobbs and Shaw. And the only reason why the Rock movies work is because he's the last great action star. That's true. Like, so, uh, I actually think that yeah. Hobbs and Shaw is, like, the best bad movie I've seen in theaters this year. It probably was. Like, I enjoyed it way better than Men in, Men in Black International, that's for sure. Jesus, that movie was horrible, too. And that's what I'm saying. These shitty action movies are ruining the cinema. Really? Really, that's true. I mean, like, and they're being marketed as us these reboots, pretty much. The the I think that Scorsese just said that reboots are ruining cinema. I, and I would have agreed with him. And I would have agreed with him. Yeah, that's same. Yeah, like, I'm kind of getting sick of it after a while. Like, and I'm almost expecting like certain things to get rebooted. It's like, okay, so when are we getting this reboot? Yeah, no, I'm with you. And it's like Charlie's Angels could have been cool, but you went a dumb route. Like it. Oh my gosh. It's the same problem I have with the Gerard Butler movies. You 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 take my intelligence for granted. You think I'm stupid. You're pissing on me and telling me it's rain. No, I know it's piss. And I know and I don't want to get pissed on. <laughs> so that's just that, bro. I'm so I'm dead ass. I, we don't have a let's not even sugarcoat it, Schubert. We don't have a movie on the rise, ladies and gentlemen, this week. There's nothing new coming out. Go see Ford and Ferrari. Go see that. <laughs> Shit. Uh, Frozen Two is the thing that came out in theaters this weekend. So, mm. you have kids I mean, that. yeah, if you want to go see that, go see that. Because I'm, um, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna hate on Frozen because I mean, Frozen One wasn't bad. I just I'll see Frozen Two on Disney Plus. Yeah, big facts. But uh, let's get into these reviews, brah. All right. Uh, which 
one should we do first? Let's start with the comedies real quick. Did you? Uh, yeah, 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 the one yeah, thing yeah. I wanted to say about uh, South Park this week was it was hilarious and everyone should go check it out because it was really funny. I was about to say you, uh, didn't, you didn't let me know I was supposed to watch South Park. No, no, you didn't have to watch it. It's it's it takes on the uh, whole like trans people playing in women's sports topic and oh also like um, you know women not being able to play boys games. So those are the two topics that it takes, and they, they're pretty funny. Ooh, I'm going to definitely check that out. But, yo, I think our show's on full form now. Yeah, Patty's House Always Jumper sunny. was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, Patty's has a Jumper was really funny. It was um, back to form. Yeah, you know, it's one of those quality episodes where they're you know, stuck in the, in the bar, so that, that always leads to hilarity when we don't have to expand the universe too much, and it's kind of like in state input. We get to see Cricket. Yeah. which was great. Uh, Frank had a really caster. funny arc. Yes. And also, I think, I think It's Always Sunny is it's most successful when they take a topic of today and they utilize it in a, in some of their bullshit that they, they experience. So the term of the algorithm with streaming and how they use this algorithm to now decide things in their real lives and they try to make an algorithm, I think that's hilarious. Yeah, that was that was so funny. And like the result that they came up with to like to kill uh, the to kill the to kill the man. I thought that was I didn't I didn't think that was coming. That's one of those things where like I love it when Always Sunny hits me with a curve like I did not expect. I'm like whoa, I did not expect you to say that. Yeah, but it's hilarious. And then, and then seeing Fr- the police believe Frank just to go see Dennis. Yo, the look on that jumper's face when he got off and he saw fucking Frank. That was hilarious, yo. Yeah, he Frank was like, looking at the reporter's titties and he couldn't help himself. <laughs> yeah, the cops like, yeah, he heard that his estranged father came down to see him, and he was coming. He decided to come down. Frank's like, oh, <laughs> you need those fish and chips the whole time. <laughs> Hilarious, man. Yeah, Good definitely job, a solid, awesome. always sunny episode. But what's really crazy is that this next week is the last episode. The finale, yeah, was well, it's a two part episode. Yeah, which sucks. Yeah, because if it. If it doesn't land, then I'll say that this season was kind of subpar. Well, it was also super short. I mean, there was only, what, eight episodes? Well, it'd be ten total by the time we finish. Uh, ten total? Okay. Never mind. Yeah. I mean, solid solid season, but as long as these episodes land, we'll be okay. All right. Well, next we should talk about... Let's talk Mandalorian. Um, Did you watch his Dark Materials, by the way? I did. Episode two. Did you want to talk about it? Not really. <laughs> Did you like it? That was all right. Like, I'm not as invested in that shit. Like, honestly, I only watched it last night because I didn't have anything else to watch. Like, I didn't watch it the Tuesday when it dropped. So, like, I might just wait a week. Like, I'm not that invested in that show. Well, I'm going to watch the third episode because, like I always say, watch, watch three. So. Oh, yeah, no, that's why I'm... I watched episode two was because of your three-episode uh, standard. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna see how it goes. Like, let's talk I about it at that, episode three. Yeah, I thought that it was going somewhere. So I'm uh, I think it's we'll get if it's worth talking about down the line, we can talk about it. But let's talk about Mandalorian. I actually liked this episode. I actually liked it a little bit more than the first episode. Damn, I've been seeing a lot crazy. of people say that. For real? Um, yeah, I, I did. Like in the first episode, I thought there was just a lot of BS. And like, and then in some cases, I thought that we were being like, you know, I, it's just the, the 
I felt like in this episode, even though it was concise and that was probably helped it because I didn't feel like we ever strayed away from the action. I always felt like we were in in the moment. Well, I never felt goes, like we were taken out of it. Well, that huh? do we attribute that to this is Dave Filoni cutting his teeth on live action for episode one? And this episode has a seasoned, very good director who almost directed Flash with Rick Famuyiwa. Oh, well, I mean, I didn't think it was like a, the first episode was bad. I just thought that, you know, um, what we learned in this episode was really important. And I just thought that, like, it was done very well. And I guess maybe so, man. I don't know. We have to see Dave Filoni's next thing and see how the rest of them go. But, I mean, I didn't think that the first episode was bad. I just thought that this one captivated me a little bit more. Like, there's just so much, that st- there's so much that stood out to me. And... I also think that this was so much more introspective, where Dave Filoni's was a lot more outspanding universe because you had to be at this point because we had to understand where we were at. But this one was way more introspective because, you know, watching some of the movies on Disney Plus this week because, you know, I get get the chance to just at will. Even I don't have to take them out of my disc, which is, you know, a first world problem. And, um, (laughs) and, and yeah, so I'm watching episode four, and uh, some of the really intense moments from the beginning is you you have to understand that you don't even see Luke for like the first twenty minutes of that movie. Uh, you're getting captivated by just R two D two roaming, and like this is what kind of what I got from this episode was it was you're understanding your character, your character's got to go on a journey. We're gonna follow this journey. Sometimes things go awry along the way. This is one of those moments. Take it as it is. Capture the moment. We have a long way to go. Just, this just one, take this I, I episode say, as it is. As out of any, uh, this episode more so than the first one felt to me, Cowboy Bebop esque. It felt sure. it felt very Cowboy Bebop is a good example of that too because each of one of those episodes was a little bit different, but it's still kind of paced along a story. Yes, yeah. like I kind of see that this could be doing some something similar to that, even though I feel like we're gonna get real story heavy pretty soon. Yeah, we are. And to say that this episode had very little dialogue, it had me intrigued the whole time. Yeah, I didn't even notice that it didn't have a lot of dialogue. The music's just really great. Yeah, shout that's out to... Part, uh, that's part of the thing about Star Wars. Ludwig, I believe... It's the dude who did Creed in, uh, in Black Panther. I think it's Ludwig Gorson. Shout out to Ludwig Gorson. Yeah, I mean... I could kind of tell now that you're saying that he did Black Panther and Creed. I can see the tones of that now. But I love the theme. I love the Mandalorian theme. That's one of my favorite things about this show is every time he comes on is that Western theme music. Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. Like, it kind of really makes you get invested in, in the moment. Like, let's talk about some of the things from the episode. My big, the big thing besides the main moment at the end where he fights the, the beast and you get Baby Yoda using the Force, my favorite thing of the whole entire episode was the Jawa chasing the sand crawler, him trying to, you know, get to the top of the sand crawler to get his parts back fighting the Jawas. That was so crazy to me. And like you never really think of the sand crawler as like this thing and we've seen it in so many different iterations, but we've never seen it as like a weapon. We've never seen Jawas fight. And it's just kind of like so funny to to watch that and kind of understand that the world that he lives in. He parks his ship someplace it, the Jawas are kind of, kind of come steal his shit. That's just the way that I believe that ta- that was Tatooine. Because when we were, saw him leave the planet, you could see it in a little bit of the corner. It kind of has the the desert look, blue hue that Tatooine always had. So I think it was Tatooine. I mean, we saw Jawas, so that's a 
a good assumption. I mean, yeah, it's not bad. That's not a bad idea. No, no. What should be I, interesting is why Baby Yoda was on Tatooine. Yeah, and if it is Tatooine, that that would be interesting. My thing is, I want to know what's up with Baby Yoda using that force, whooping that that uh Rhino's ass. But I must say. Did I buy the Mandalorian with that tiny little knife killing that rhino? I don't no. think so. That was the Disney moment for me that I disliked. I was like, oh, there's no way that that was it. Yeah. No, I'm with you on that. Like, I don't know if I buy all that. But other than that, I liked the episode. I don't know if I liked it more than the first one, but I definitely loved how it moved. I love how it had me invested with not a lot of dialogue. And I'm glad that we're getting off this planet and moving the story along. Sure. But, but I liked all the little minutes? elements of like of, of you know the Star Wars side story within the Bane story. Like this was the perfect oh, yeah, timing straight side for quest. that. And and you know if you're gonna do a side quest, the second episode is a good time to do a side quest, and it really helped to get us get to know who the Mandalorian was as kind of his character, um, especially with the way he you know how he feels about his his ship little and like things, he's man. T- little about his things weapons. like you know. His weapons and being his, his armor, religion, yeah. being his, yes, and more things about his him as a a person, and then we learn a little bit about now his new relationship with his child. What is that going to develop as? Now he knows that we even see that he's, he's not as cold heart of a bastard. He's not even as cold heart of a bastard as we thought because he asked the he has a uh, Nick Nolte's character to join his crew, which I didn't see that happening. Well, and the interesting thing for everyone to realize is that this is a, like 50, 60 years since any Jedi have ever been around. Luke Skywalker is literally the only Jedi besides J- Darth Vader. But no see, one really knows about like... the. No one really knows about the Force. Like you have to remember, like Han Solo didn't know what the Force was. Like the Force wasn't this thing that everyone knew about. Okay, but my question is because this is interesting. This is what me and my co-host at the radio station talked about when we were off air. My my question is this. Did we not highlight, did the galaxy not highlight what Luke did? No. Okay, well, all right, well then that, that's perfect. Then if, if they didn't highlight it, it's like, all right, I can understand them not understanding what the Force is. But if we're going to act like Luke didn't just do what he did five years ago, then. What, what, what people like, need to understand is it wasn't like um, the end of episode one where there was a big celebration at the end. Than the galaxy united or whatever, because it was such a small, compact thing. Like the Rebel Alliance really was just a small group of of uh, systems. So like the once the Empire ended, and this is like really briefly after that, they were free. Everyone was free, but it, the only people who really knew about it was that group of systems. So that's yeah, why there was true. the Empire remnants. That's why you know um some people are still don't really understand like where what's going on like that's why the all the syndicates are in charge like that's it's not like there was a giant news blast that was like hey reconstruction the, no i the, re- the rebels beat everyone we're safe now here's your new master it's like no they didn't know what was going on and it was more of a local thing and there's got there's just so many planets so many systems that like it doesn't always get to everybody. No, I feel it's, all right, that makes sense. And all right, I could believe that. Yeah. Uh, There's a lot of out, ignorance in that time. Who's sending out all these bounty hunters to come after him? Was that Werner Horzog sending out the boss people? I want to know. Um, sending out, oh, yeah, uh, the people that he fought in the beginning? Yeah. I don't think that was Werner Herzog. I think that was probably, I think there's a group, a bunch of different people that are trying to to, to get to this. Uh, there's even a, 
The funniest theory that I saw was that Yoda had sent a one of the battle droid because he didn't want to pay child support. <laughs> that's but funny. he would have already been dead at this point. So true. Yes, he would have. So he don't know that that's his baby. But maybe he, this is the other one that that people that he might have been talking about. People always think it's Leia. Could have been this baby Yoda. <laughs> maybe they would. He would have been alive. That's the thing. Like fifty yeah. years, he would have been alive through all of it. Exactly. So that's my thing. And my question is, my main question that I need to get answered before I watch episode nine is why is this baby not in episode nine? Oh, I think he's coming. Oh, you think he's going to be in there? I think in some way, shape or other that there's going to be some mention or he'll be in the background. He's got to be like at this point, like if we're going to you're going to tell us that there's the it's either that they're going to put him in nine or you're going to tell us that they're going to, you're going to make a movie about him in the future, or you're going to kill him. Like, it's yeah. one of those three things. It, ha- like, it has to be. It has to be one of those three things, because there's no way that there's going to be, like, this creature in Rey's Jedi time that she's not going to find out about and be like, well, help me, bro. Or Luke didn't know about. Or Luke didn't know about. My, my yeah. thing is, was he killed in the thing where Kylo Ren killed all the, you know, the Jedi peeps that Luke got together that's it's also that, that's also a cop-out that you could do that is that is definitely a cop-out they could do but good good for mandalorian man we're pushing along uh we'll decide let you guys know if we're gonna do i think episode three since it's gonna be out on friday it'll just be part of the, the normal episode but we'll let you guys know yeah yeah we'll just do it as part of the normal episode i mean they're short enough that they, they don't need uh, its own thing no yeah for sure i mean they're, right. that one was only 32 minutes shit it was 28 bro it was 28. Don't don't even get me started on that shit. Disney Plus is scamming me for d- making me pay all this money for Mandalorian and only giving me 28 minutes while Watchmen is giving me hour clips, baby. Hour clips at a time. Best show on television. That's where we're going next year, but we'll save Titans for last because that's our that's our, our, our bread and butter. But my gosh, is Watchmen good or what? Yeah, Watchmen is one of those things where, you know, you wonder some things in the beginning. You wonder where things are going. And that's why I always say that you need to stay with a, an episode or a, season, a show's season for a while. Because, like, for a while I was wondering, I was like, what are we going to do about these squids? What are these squids? Like, why, is everyone, why isn't anyone worried about these squids? Like, I felt like I was one of these loonies in this episode. Like, why isn't anyone <laughs> ever worried about, like, these squids were falling from the sky? <laughs> like, is anyone not concerned with that? Yeah. And, like, finally we get to see the, the past of looking glass and how he has encountered the big oh, squid so event that bad. they call uh so 11 bad. 2 yeah he was at uh the the, the new york squid broken yeah yeah Oof, bad. and that's why he wears the looking glass because it's a thing to shield him from the psychic blast that the squids thing because he's so scared of that's that's the only thing he was he heard the psychic blast when the squid dropped but he didn't die well, that was the only thing that saved him i'm pretty sure was that he was in the mirror the hall of mirrors that's probably what he thinks that's definitely what he thinks, and he has to. He wears that reflective glass. Or that there's a name for it, and there's like a squid alarm system that protects people or whatever. And he, that's why he's looking glass, and he even has a, that material in his hats. Like that shit bugs him. He lost his wife because of that shit. Like that shit traumatized him. And yo, f that hoochie that was trying to suck my man's cock before I thought the she was really. Issue. I thought she was trying to be real cool at the beginning. Yeah, I was. I was like, like, yeah, I was like, oh yeah, that's cool. Is this like, his wife? I thought this was gonna be his wife. 
Something like that. Yeah, I thought this was going to be like some kind of cool story like that. And then, boom, she takes his clothes. Why do you take his clothes, bitch? You could have just took his money and left his clothes. Like, don't, like, if, if you want to steal from me, steal my wallet. Don't steal my clothes and make me have to walk out of this piece butt-ass naked after you seduced me to take my clothes off. Yeah. Fuck, fuck, and that's why she died. Good for her. No thoughts surviving the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> Thoughts beware of the apocalypse. Thoughts beware. Karma's a mug. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, I'm sorry, female listeners. Yo, we were we're wilding this episode. This is the most risque bros who binge has been in a long time. But no, man, look, this episode was amazing. Not only do we find out that we go through figuring out that the pills are memories that will come back later in a little bit, but we also learn early in the episode that. FBI lady's bugging his his desk. Yeah, and she and she's like, "What? I'm the FBI. I don't I bug stuff. That's what I do." Yeah, exactly. That that lady's hilarious. And then so we see him at his job. He's basically this tech. I mean, this this consultant to let people know if they're lying and how they feel when customers get new products. He's basically the guy to watch people test stuff. And then after that, he goes to this. Uh, I guess. What's the word? It's like AA, but for the squid attacks. I don't know what that's called, uh, but he goes for a- to AA for the squid attacks. And basically, he meets this woman who comes to the uh, meeting, and she's like, let's go have a drink after, because I think you're still in that tunnel. And they go talk about their squid stories and how he's still in the tunnel. And basically, she's like, I got my own ride. The ride comes to pick her up. As the truck leaves, we see the lettuce drop. From the first episode, and we're like, whoa, this bitch is part of the cavalry. No, don't break my guy looking glasses heart. After we, after we see, that's what I loved about this episode so much is they made me feel for him from, it, it, it doesn't work if I don't feel compassion from him from the beginning. And I feel compassion as this episode continues. And then we see, no, as he gets the shining hope, it's like, damn, real life happens. So it's like, fuck. So it's like, damn, I don't know what the hell's about to about to go down here. So yeah, man, they set us up for this for loving uh, looking glass, and it's like, all right, we love him now. This woman that we we feel like might work in his life is part of the fucking Seventh Cavalry. He gets there. They set up his walkie-talkie call to the police. They set up him coming there. They wanted to meet with him, and then lo and behold, who takes off the mask but the fucking senator? What a reveal. Yo, that was a big time reveal. Yeah, that blew my mind. I was like, damn. And I told you Looking Glass wasn't a part of their shit. Yeah, you were right. And, like, it was really interesting to see that his whole angle was that he was just, you know, a paranoid person for the squids. I loved the the squid meeting group or whatever, you know? Like, we, we identify that there are other dimensions... We yeah. are not afraid. Well, this is the dimension that we live in. We are not afraid of other, like the other dimensions or whatever. I thought that was hilarious. But yeah, it, I mean, that was it, the thing. Is this show is not about the Watchmen that came before, but it very much so is. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I mean, I don't know as much about uh, the book because I, I haven't really read it in a really long time. I have it somewhere. I need to look at it again. But yeah, I mean it's it's wild right now when that when that dude pulled off his mask or whatever, or when uh, Looking Glass said, I, "I know that voice," 
senator or whatever, I was like, no. And takes it off, and he's like, yeah, man, look, I joined this group, and my job is to lead these crazy, uh, these crazy racists to a point to where we can have peace. The chief's job was that, and we're about to do something. We're about to set something off. That's not the squid. That's different. That's going to reunite peace. Angela's fucking this up. Now, look, I can show you a video that will make sense of all this shit, and you will no longer be scared, or you can try to snitch on me, but I'm going to paint you as the craziest motherfucker in the room because that's not hard to do with your tinfoil hat on. So we can play this out one or two ways, but I'm going to put this video in there what I learned on day one on taking the job, and you can watch it or you can leave and do whatever you want to do. That's one of those old-time videos. When, it, when he posed that question to him, I was like, oh, my gosh, that's like every dream of everyone ever is like to watch the video that the president or like some elected official has to watch once they get elected. Yeah, that's like some like national secret shit. That's like hypotheticals we always pose to each other, and it's like, damn. And Looking Glass is such a good character because he doesn't want to be a bad guy. He like he wants to be a good guy so bad, or at least do the right thing. Yeah, it goes back to those roots that we saw at the beginning of the episode with him and the religious group. Like he knows what's morally wrong and and not wrong, and I feel like that's what made him such a great detective. Like I felt like what we saw at the beginning was like his Batman origin detective. It was like, why how he became like a guy who was who wanted to be a detective. Like that was and, what and, I, and and I really appreciated say, that. Hearing his wife say when we meet her, saying like you could never for seven years think that I wouldn't leave your clothes running running off with you naked and leaving you naked in the house, and it's yeah, like yo, wild. he has that trauma. That's that Batman shit that you're talking about. Yeah. So that I mean, it just made you fall in love with this guy, and then to watch him watch the video, and then boom, who pops up on the fucking video? But Jeremy Irons. Here we go, Adrian Vate pulling the, yo, I did the bombing. I set all this shit up. President Redford, you're elected because I did all this shit. We were on the verge of annihilation. If you want to be president, then look, follow these instructions for what I'm about to give you to maintain peace. And all that squid stuff, all them squid falls, I do all that shit. Don't even worry about it. I got you understood. But if we're going to work together, we got to work together. And he told him this seven days or uh, ten days before 11-2, something like that. He, he re-recorded the video and then Looking Glass watched it. He goes back to... I'm, I'm going to get to Adrian Vade in a second, Schubert, but Looking Glass watched it. He goes back to the office. Angela's pressing him for them pills. He's like, his memories, and she's like, yo, tell me what happened. He's trying to he's trying to see maybe if I can work with her, and she's like, my grandfather killed the, the, the police commissioner. And at that point, it's like, yo, I set you up because she got a bug in the office. Spec, uh, Silk Spectre comes out and is like, yo, freeze. You're about to, you're about to go down, uh... Regina King, Regina King's like, no, I ain't popping all the. She pops all the freaking memory pills, and I was like, yo, is she about to die? Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. I was like, she's about to OD right now. Yeah, I was like, whoa, and we kind of see that in the in what's to come, but we'll get to that in a second. Let's go to Adrian Vate because that's the another or Vite, the other important point of this. He was building a spaceship, Schubert. So how you apologize to me, I will apologize to you. I was wrong. He wasn't trying to recreate Doctor Manhattan. He made a spacesuit and he catapulted himself into space through some weird way. He gets the space, builds like it's like a, a portal. Yeah, it's like a portal. And we see him align all the dead bodies of the butlers and maids into save me. I don't know if that's to Manhattan or to who, but 
We it shall was to see. that satellite, whoever could see it, you know. Yeah, yeah, probably the U.S. government. The, they pull him back, and then we find uh, the, the warden's wait, the gamekeeper's keep, waiting for him, and he's like, "Yo, you about to face justice, boy." And then that that's that's how it is with with Adrian. So we got yeah, see wondering what on. facing justice means. Yeah, I thought he was about to die. To I thought they were about to kill him when they struck the they knife. Still in, might. in his suit, but they just opened it up so he could breathe. Uh, yo, yeah. great episode. Great fucking episode. And it's like, yo, now we got lines drawn. Like, the deep conspiracy that old black man's talking about is the shit with, uh, is the Adrian Vate conspiracy. Yeah, exactly. But I also want to know how that ties into the, uh, the, all the black people dying in, in Tulsa, because I, I feel like that's connected as well. I feel like that was an origin. Story, you think? Just, of just, like, the, the situation and, like, kind of getting an, an idea of, like, what Tulsa, Oklahoma was like in that world at the time. Because, like, that has a really meaningful part of this story because of the Heritage Museum and the uh, the family trees. Well, we're going to find out all the conspiracy stuff next episode because we're going through old black man's memories. Yeah, we're, we're going to find out. We're going to find out a lot in, in that That's, episode. Let me say this. That's what I've loved about these two episodes. Starting with this one and the next one, we've learned so much. Most most questions that were asked in one, two, three, and four have been answered. Yes, some are lingering, like, what's up with that Asian lady? What's up with Dr. Manhattan? And those will be answered, but the, the, the Calvary, uh, the senator, the uh, police commissioner, all and Looking Glass, all answered in this. The squids answered. Uh... Basically, that part of it is answered. Now it's like, okay, Adrian Vates, the themes are beginning to be answered. He's next. And then and Angela's next. So it's like, I love how Lindelof is doing this. He has to be applauded because he's answered most of the questions that he's set, but still has a long way to go for us to finish this show. So I'm super, super excited. Yeah, I mean, it was just... The directions that we went were really phenomenal, and it was a really bold choice that you would think to pick Looking Glass as a person to center on, like yeah, at that point, thing, because like he was he was not someone that we were, we were really had on our radar at that point. Like he had one little task to do for Angela, and we were like, okay, well that's his task. And then like we started the episode with him and really like dove, dove into his life to his life or whatever. And now I'm like. Yeah, I want to know what's going on with him and more about him right now. I know, and it's like, yo. And on top of that, I got to applaud Lindelof because he could have made episode three, episode one, in the sense that he didn't have to start this off. He, yeah, he started off with Angela and everything, but to tie in fans, he could have did the, the Watchmen part, but he chose to do his story his way, and it's worked out beautifully for him. Fans of Watchmen should feel thrilled for this. Fans that aren't fans of Watchmen, like my girlfriend, are loving this because it's an interesting story. And it's like all parties involved are winning because if you watch this, it's like, yo, I want to know what was up with Watchmen so I can understand all the ties. And if you're a Watchmen fan, it's like, yo, I, I want to know, what's, if, are we going to get another season? Well, I mean, the, I think the positive thing at Watchmen that kind of strays it away of like the normal superhero thing is that it really isn't like a superhero thing. Well, yeah. it's, it's, it's the remnants of, of a superhero thing. I guess so, yeah. It's how the world so, reacted to superheroes. Yeah, but I mean, like, it's not anything that's, like, super mystical. And, and like, I feel like that's where his Dark Materials is going to fade away. Is like, when it gets a little bit too fan, fanta fantasy, then, like, you, you lose it. 
This where, is what like, Jason Sci Fi. This is like sci fi and real. Like this is kind of like an alternate version of today. Yeah, for sure. No, one hundred percent. And Which that's I think why is appealing it, it, to honestly, a lot of people. That's why I'm not fucking with his dark materials, because it's like it's asking a lot of you right now. Where Watchmen asked a different a lot of you. Like Watchmen asks a lot of you, but at the same time it gives you a lot where his dark materials ask a lot of you and it hasn't given us a lot yet. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, like, they expect you to understand this world that you don't really understand, where Watchmen is like, okay, it's your world that you have now, but just a little bit tweaked and, like, different things. Yeah, and it's like, if you know the source material, cool. If you don't, cool. Whereas his dark materials, I feel like if you know the source material, it might help. Yeah, you might know a little bit more about, like, the world you're dealing with. Yeah, for sure, because I was lost. I was lost in episode two. Like, what's black guy doing? Like, I don't know. Like, is he in the real world? I don't like, don't even get me started. We'll talk about that next week. But Watchmen has to be applauded. It's the best show on television. I don't even want to speculate because it's that good of a show where it's like, I'm just in for the ride. Like, I don't know where we're going. Yeah, I don't know what's next I, because the next episode is kind of like a, a, a explanation episode. Well, an explanation one. episode or like kind of like what we were talking about with the Mandalorian where it's like the side quest episode. Where it's going to be just this big old trip for yeah. Angela, like going through her grandfather's memories and but at the same her, time her replaying questions. them as herself. True. Yeah. And seeing if she can get back. Yo, that's going to be interesting. And I want to see what Lori Blake has to do with all this. Like, I'm, I'm ready, man. I am ready. And we got to get some Adrian Vate stuff in the next episode. If not, my this is a prediction I can make. If we don't get any Adrian Vate stuff in the next episode... Episode seven will be his episode. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think uh, there's got to be an episode to come where he's going to get more of the screen time. I think, you know... Uh, and that's uh, it. Wait, can I say this? That's how powerful Jeremy Irons has been. Got to give him credit because last episode he maybe had ten minutes, eight minutes maybe, but man, were those eight minutes powerful. Sure, I mean, I think he's commanded all of his time. I don't think it's ever been wasted. No, not once. And I'm ready for his episode. Like, I gotta know what's going on. Who who has this motherfucker locked up? Like, excuse my language, but this show it gets me out of me. It's it's great television. Like, who the hell has Ozymandias locked up in this place where he can't escape? After yeah, dude. Like, who has him? Who After him we there? found out that this is the dude who created the squid. That 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 worked with the president who's elected now. So the government's cool with him, has to be. Yeah, so who the who the heck put him out on this planet? Was it, it was Jupiter. I mean, that was the moon of Jupiter, it looked like. It, it looked like... I thought Mars. I, I was thinking Mars, because look... Well, I don't the, think Mars has moons. Let me give you a theory. I do have one. The characters of Crookshanks and the dude look mighty similar, but we don't know how this Dr. Manhattan looked. But if I must place a theory, I believe they're based off of the version of Dr. Manhattan before he was Dr. Manhattan. That's my, and, and, and if that's the case, then Dr. Manhattan has him locked up. That's my one theory that I'm opposed to. The out there one, if it comes true, Black Swami's back, ladies and gents. Damn, that'd be a, that'd be a big one. That's it, a big it, one. It, it, can make, it can make sense. It could make sense. It, it's out there, because who's, and it, you know why it, it weighed on me? Because he told them, he was like, your God fucking abandoned you. Who is their God? Who is considered God in this universe but him? 
That's true. I'm just saying, like, I could be, I could believe it. That's all. That's all. That's my, that's my far out there theory. But Watchmen, best show on television. When Schubert texted me that, I literally was texting him at certain points in the episode, and I was like, "Yo, I'm mind blown. This is amazing." Yeah, man, it was like it's it was a it had a lot of jaw dropping moments. Like that's the thing. Like I'm satisfied with what the Mandalorian is going to give me. It's going to give me fun. It's going to give me Star Wars. Same way we're satisfied with Titans, but this I'm is something sa- different. But like this is something different. This is like the event television. Like, this is well, I was... television. This is this is what takes the spot of Game of Thrones. Like people aren't watching this season right now, but my God, when this show hits, like people need to start watching it. It is that good. Yeah, I bet when HBO Max comes out, there's gonna be like a huge wave of people that are like, "Oh my gosh!" Like Watchmen is the best show. And it's like, yeah, like I would. Yeah, like this show starts winning Emmys because it it deserves it. Lori Blake, uh, Regina King. Old black man should be up, up like I'm loving him, and even Looking Glass, like I'm loving all these people. They're acting great, Lori Blake especially. And you mentioned Jeremy Irons too. Oh, Jeremy, yo, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry to the gods. Sorry to Ozymandias. Yo, Jeremy Irons definitely should be up for something, and so should Linda Love because this is amazing writing. This is good television. Like this. Excuse me for a second, but this goes back to my point about fucking Charlie's Angels. Why the hell am I going to go pay to watch that when I have this goodness every Sunday? Why? No, no, in God's, in God's honest to goodness, I wouldn't be right spending my money on that. My girlfriend should look at me crazy. My mama should look at me crazy. Uh, America, you should look at me crazy for wanting to spend money to go see Charlie's Angels. I should be on drugs if that's the case. Like, that, that's the only reason why you go see that, that, that fucking movie, bro. Like, no, I'm not spending my good hard-earned cash to go see Charlie's freaking Angels when I have Watchmen at my house. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. I mean, you're right, man. I mean, there's just so much good TV uh, on HBO right now. If you even count his dark materials, they're back-to-back. Sunday, Monday, Mandalorian. You know, if you're watching Titans, you're watching Titans. Look, uh, don't sleep Titans, bro. Titans low-key better than Mando right now. Yeah, but I mean, like, it's not as accessible to people because not everyone's oh, buying the DC. That's only DC's, for the, DC streaming That's only for DC fans, baby. Shout out to you guys who rock with us every Which is going to be another thing when HBO Max comes out. People are going to be like, whoa, this Titan show. Yo. Whoa. Be like, yeah, be bro, go back and listen to these old episodes of this podcast. Best superhero show, not named Watchmen, because like I don't want to count Watchmen in the traditional I don't count Watchmen show. as a superhero show. I count it as an HBO show. In the traditional vein of superhero television, Titans might be the best. Like, it, 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 like I know the last two episodes we shitted on, but it, it was only right. They were set-up episodes. This last episode, bravo, Titans. Let me say, bravo for getting me hooked again. Like, I was, I was out. I was out. I told Schubert, I was like, bro, are they about to let us down again? Like, are we about to be let down after this beautiful start? And no, they tie us all together in a bow. They say... Well, they start the freaking episode with Beast Boy on a surgery table getting poked and prodded in the brain. And I'm like, what is this? I text you, I'm like... They just they went out here and they just did this like with Beast Boy on a freaking surgery table. Like, and what? I don't know how you mean that storyline. Like that storyline's kind of in, in the shitter. What do you mean? Like that storyline's kind of in in like limbo right now, man. Like how do they? Yeah, fix I don't it? know how they fix that. Like, and let let's just talk about it. His storyline is he's being brain control. Like they did brain surgery on him, Cadmus, 
And they may so like give... if like he listens to some kind of classical music, he goes off and you know goes tiger on anyone, mm-hmm. like even in this closest ally. And they making him see that he's in the Titans' place around Raven, and they're and they're they're altering what he can see. Like this is a this is a big deal for Beast Boy, man. Like this is interesting. And if anybody were to die this season, it might be him. Possible. Like if, I don't if anyone, think that would happen. I don't think that would happen either, but I'm just saying if anyone were going to die, it's either him or Donna Troy. That's another prediction I have because I think Hulk yeah. survive. Donna Troy might bite the bullet this season. Yeah. Well, I guess we should – how do you want to do this? Because like now we could talk, talk about Don, Don and Donna because they're about to go save Gar. Yeah, let's talk about the women. So the ladies are all getting these messages. Well, Raven has one in her dream where it's like we got to get to the Elko Diner. And Starfire gets a message from, I believe, Batman. You're, we're supposed to believe that it's Bruce like Wayne... she gets she sees a commercial after that encounter that she was trying to sleep with that dude, and that dude was like trying to shrink her, which was weird. I don't that was a weird scene. <laughs> I, I love Corey in this episode, man. Corey's like, I ain't fucking with bro. Either get this, either get this coochie or leave. Like, you're yeah, doing like... too much. <laughs> Yeah, bro. Like, get out of here. Like, and you, you don't, you don't she want. Just, and then she just wanted some donuts. <laughs> yeah, she did, yo. So she gets told to go to the Elko Diner through some cable television thing. Dawn gets told that she's getting in the car trying to leave. Well, her her car breaks down pretty much at the and, diner. And she's he- and she's hearing radio stuff before she gets there. And as the yeah. car's breaking down, it's like, oh, pull into the Elko Diner. Yeah. And then Donna hears, I believe, like she gets a call from Raven. Yeah, but it's a it's a phony but call because Raven didn't phone, yeah. call her. It's Bruce. So Bruce Wayne gets all these these ladies together, and they're like, "Are you about to mansplain stuff to him?" And well, they say it after, which, which, did, yeah. which he basically did. He was like, he Yo, y'all gotta did. y'all gotta get together because like these boys that y'all are with, they ain't doing too much, ladies. Like they're, fu- they're they fucking up right now. Like you gotta you guys gotta come together. Or y'all are gonna die, and I don't think just one of y'all gonna die. All of y'all about to die. So y'all need to get y'all need to get shit in gear. And be a family and mend the fences. I'm Bruce Wayne. I'm suave. I'm Ian. And I've spoken. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm out of here. I've spoken. Peace out. And he just leaves after he says all this shit. Just leaves, which I love. I loved it. like Ian Glenn. Shout out to you, bro. Because in this episode, your Batman sold me. Your Bruce Wayne, not your Batman. Your Bruce Wayne sold me. And it's like, all right, dope. So the women gather. Dawn's like Dawn and Don are like Dick. Dick's doing his own shit. Like I'm not messing with Dick. We gotta go save Gar and Connor. So they're going to Cadmus, and then Raven and Starfire are like, Starfire's like, yo, we're going to get dick. Like, I don't know what's up with the mother hoes, but we're going to get my guy dick. Like, fuck that other shit. That's what we're going to get right now. So they go to the prison. Well, and she low-key said that she loved him mm-hmm. in this episode. Pretty much. And it was just like, like... When she was talking to the shrink, she was like, oh, yeah, like, I discovered, like, friendship and love. So yeah. I feel like... And then, you know, Raven's whole deal was... She was seeing these dreams of Dick dying by the hands of Deathstroke. So she's all in her Dick feels right now, which is a weird thing to say. I know. But like, she just has, that's her big brother. That's, that's but everyone big. understands what I'm saying. The Dick Grayson feels. And her and Gar, I do think if Gar comes back, she's going to be the vital to getting him back. Sure. Similar to, it's going to mirror episode one, how Gar pulled her from Trigon. She's going to do her healing shit and pull him from Cadmus. Yeah, it's, and he might come yeah, back. I mean, like she's the he she's the most essential person to him, so that would have to be the the case. Yeah, so that's a little prediction on that. 
Uh, Dick. So Dick the whole time's having this fever dream again, this fever shit. And Bruce is like, bro, you missing something, dog. Like, you need to grow up. Like, stop pity partying. Like, we got to get right. Like, put lay on the floor. Get your mind right. And we go get right. And Think like, about that. Think about the conversation that you had mm-hmm. with the mother. Yeah, like, she was saying they. What's up with that day shit? What did she mean by they? There. Yeah, like, it was just slayed in there. Why he didn't kill you? Like, yo, I should be dead right now, bro. Think You're not thinking about any of this. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he was kind of like, I think this was Dick's mind kind of, you know, playing the trick on him of re- rehashing things in his deep subconscious that he needed to get out. That he was forgetting because he was too pity partying and too much uh, in his feels. Yeah, where he needed that Bruce Wayne, um, you know, kicking the they, ass. They, like I said last week, they needed to talk, and this was their version of having them talk. Sure. And he 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 goes through all this. He lays on the floor. He wakes up, and Bruce is like, "Yo, don't you see that Jericho was like." Asking something and then they, he's like, nah. He's like, you, bro, I'm sick of this. Grow up. And they start fighting. We see how badass Ian Glenn's Batman is. Whoops, Dick's ass for the first part. He's like, you're not a child anymore. You need to be something more. Like it's time. Stop doing this. Dick pops his shoulder back into place. Like, oh, I'm not weak no more, bro. I can whoop your ass. And then he starts shadow boxing, whipping up on Bruce. And it's like, Nightwing is here, baby. Let's yeah, Bruce- go. Bruce then like switched it up and was like, "You're like a a, a bird, bird of prey." prey. It's like, "Let's go, you you're not robbing no more, bro. You grown up. You've been through shit. It's time. It's time." It's and like, you it's, see it's the, time. the shadow of the of the Robin the with the wings or the bird, you know, Dick you with wings. Grown. Yeah, man. It's like, look, Camp Counselor Grayson and Robin will not be Deathstroke. You will lose. You need to be something new. The, the 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 Nightwing counter, if like you know how Watchmen has TikTok TikTok to Doomsday, the Nightwing cl- count, uh, counter is like one minute from Nightwing, or like maybe like two seconds from Nightwing, because next episode we're getting Nightwing, like one hundred percent. Yeah, I think so. And no, no, there's no need to think. They said it in the synopsis. Oh, for real? They said okay, that that Dick escaped from prison, and oh yeah, which he does. He escapes from prison, and he he's reminiscing on the Jericho thing. And he needs he realized he needs a new suit, but he burned his Robin suit. What is he where does he go from here? So yeah. Nightwing's next episode, baby. Night, Nightwing's coming. And I, I think the uh, it was funny where Raven and Corey get all the way to the cell and he's gone because he had yeah. already broke out. He tried and to said, break it uh, out. Jericho's alive. Yep. So and and the the way he realizes in his dream, I, my thing is like, why did he carve that on the wall? Yeah, I don't know either. Just I don't know. Just that to show was them. just a that was just a plot device. But my thing is, we got to mention that the Reddit theory, because I don't want to take claim for it. But the well, thing I the thing before I, we I, get I, into like theories and stuff like that, should we mention what happened with Jason Todd and Rose? Because I think Rose. Oh and no, I was just, I was just clarifying kind of what happened in the episode. Like that uh, okay, happened. okay. That how we see the way Dick realizes that Jericho's alive is he sees the uh, help sign that Jericho did in the chair when uh, he was talking to Deathstroke. He sees all his memories of it, and he sees that, and then that's like, oh, he's alive. He sees him doing sign language. So you were right in the sense of Dick Dick didn't know sign language. That's why Don, he needed Don, and it's like, oh, I realized that this is what happened. I got to escape. But yeah, let's talk about Jason and uh, Rose. 
Jason and Rose are fucking up drug dealers. They're breaking in the houses, living living that vigilante life, drinking champagne, banging. You know, in Gotham. You using young, doing young boy shit, bro. I, I was loving Jason in this. Jason was getting him. Rose was getting her. I love this. And then she, Jason shows her to his high school because they, Jason wants. Well, to not his high school, just where he lived when he was living on the streets. Yeah, where he grew up, and basically telling telling her his real life story, and Rose falls for him, and and, and realizes like, yo, I I love this guy, calls Deathstroke, and it's like I'm out. Like so, the Terra Judas contract plot that people thought Rose was, I didn't buy it because I thought that would have been too cliche. But I'm glad. But that it they, was going on. It was going on, but it wasn't like too serious because they didn't show her anything. And I'm glad she walked away. So kudos to her. She's now we see her in the picture for next episode dressed up in a Ravager costume going fight Deathstroke. So she's with Jason, baby. That's what's up. Good for you, Rose. Leaving your your crazy maniac father alone. I mean, my question with all this is what's the direction that Jason's gonna go in the future of the show? Oh, well, I think he's gonna die. You think? But I mean, like, I don't think it's going to be anytime soon. Mm. That's like, I think true. he's going to make it through this season. I think he might make it through next season, too. That's what I'm thinking. Because let me tell you, they said next season's main antagonist is probably going to be Blackfire and Lex Luthor. That would make sense. Because that's who needs to get the forefront now. And yeah, give Starfire the forefront. Yep. So it's like, if that's the case, then we're not going to get another Dick season until maybe season after. And if that's the case, that's when I see him turning to red. I mean, I like the actors playing Jason Todd, so I wouldn't mind seeing him do some stuff a little longer. But I yeah, don't think he's going to take a back seat. And that might make us more... It'll be better for when they do kill him, because it's like, oh, we've had Jason for like three seasons, four seasons. Like, it'll be a big loss. Yeah, it'll be a big loss, and it'll be a big deal when we see him as Red Hood being a villain. It'll affect sure. everyone. Yeah, so sure, 100. But next episode, we're getting Nightwing. Uh, next episode we were getting uh, Ravager. Is, uh, do you think versus, uh, do you think Death Hawk's Stroke. gonna come in to play? Like yeah, what? yeah, no, definitely because the episode's called Faux Hawk. We see Hanks had a new low. He's gonna be cage fighting for money. Then oh, he nice. He's there's an imposter acting as Hank, and then we see in in the stills that Hank's gonna fight Dawn. What? That might be a dream though. Maybe. Yeah. So we gotta see. We gotta see, but. Next episode's a lot of Hank. It's called Faux Hawk. So. So, but so there's gonna be a lot of Hank, but we're still gonna get Nightwing and Ravager. Yeah. Interesting. The, those are the main three storylines: Ravager, Nightwing, Hawk. All right, I'm into it. I'm into it too, man. Two episodes left. Ooh, yo! Shout out to Titans this season. Wait, man. so I'm this gonna... is this is the the episode before the season finale, the next one? Yeah, this is the penultimate episode. Oh, that's what I'm what? saying. I'm, I'm and gonna it's going to be all about Hawk? Hawk, Nightwing, and Ravager, yes. <laughs> Look, I'm not hating. We got to see what's up because I do like Hawk. I'm not going to I do like, like Hawk, but I mean, like, this is such a weird time to have, like, a, a character episode. We shall see, bro. We shall. Like, we need to be getting, we need to be getting the band together. But I yeah. Guess we, I guess we do have to see what he's been up to because we didn't address him in this episode at all. I think so I think to... I think we're gonna get a Cadmus scene too, probably. Uh yeah, I guess. I mean, we still have to know what's going on with Superboy. Like, that's another thing. Like, there's and, a lot of characters to get to. He, he's in the final fight versus Deathstroke, which is gonna be the last episode. So they have to save him. They either. My guess is they might save him at the beginning of thirteen. 
Mm, yeah. Like 13 might be an hour. Hour plus. I, I mean, they're not going to make it any longer than an hour, I don't think. I'm, I'm betting, like, because last season... What, like, you was, know, maybe like an hour 19, you know? Like, that's what I'm, I'm thinking anything. we might get an hour 20. Well, this, this is the same. This is one minute more. Hey, bro, give me my <laughs> one minute extra, man. If you could do getting Superboy out of there, that's, Cadmus... That's like, minutes, that's like say... That, well, then you have to stop saying 27 whenever I say 32. No, no, bro, because that 32 is <laughs> with the credits. Nah, nah, Disney Plus is tripping. Like, them, the Titans credits are short. Like, don't even do that. Don't even do Titans like that. Like, we get we get our pluses, bro. 45 the, credits are, have, the credits have quality music for The Mandalorian, okay? <laughs> don't even do that. They trying to, they playing games with you, with your Star Wars fandom. DC not doing that to me. Like, you're not good. I'm not even let you get that off. Like Titans is giving us quality episode time time lengths every week. I'm late to work sometimes because of that shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's a solid season for sure. It's a solid yeah. I mean I felt like if after the first season I didn't know if this was going to be a show that I thought would I would be thinking about three year three season down the line arcs, but I'm yeah. doing that now. No, for sure, like. I got to give them credit. They built up the heroes. Maybe maybe they realized they needed to go a different direction or maybe this was the direction they wanted to do the whole time. But whatever it is, it worked. And I'm so invested in this show. I'm really trying to get Brian Edward Hill back on the pod and doing it on this pod to come talk Titans with us and, and get his opinion on what he, what, like, what he saw behind the scenes of making the season, how the team felt making the season. I think that would be really dope for the fans who listen to the show. So I'm working on that for you guys. Just a little inside. Because Titans is killing. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely one of the best unknown shows on TV. Like, I, oh man, we, we champion this show so hard. We do, and I feel like it's going to be warranted one day. Because I feel like it's going to be get found. If not soon, when it definitely gets on HBO Max. Yeah, because people are going to see Doom Patrol too. That show's going to get love. Well, luckily they're both getting other, you know, Doom Patrol's going to get another season. Titans is still rolling. So at least they're still going, you know, and no, they're not getting canceled because of lack of viewership. That like shows that that shows that, that they're critically acclaimed. That shows that people are digging them. Well, yeah, I mean, they they are deserve to be critically acclaimed. Like I think that more so with Doom Patrol. Like Doom Patrol is one of those things where it might be hard for anyone in the general audience to get onto Doom Patrol, but it's just so well well written and, and well goes made, so yeah. much beyond the superhero genre. It's just like. Oh uh, yeah, you gotta it, watch it. It does that Watchmen thing, but in a different way. For sure, I agree it's, with that. It, it's a it, Doom Patrol is one hundred percent a look at people with powers and how they actually feel. People with powers that didn't want them. Yeah, you know? and how they deal with that trauma, one hundred percent. Whereas Titans is a look at these heroes becoming heroes and how they deal with themselves being heroes. And then the repercussions of dealing with that. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. Shout out to Titans, man. Ooh, we're gonna end the season strong, baby. But that's all. That's all. That's all we got this week, Shuby. A long episode for the peeps. Yeah, Rick and Morty did start, by the way. Ooh, I watched the first episode. It was pretty dope. That's the, I'll catch up. We'll talk about that next week. I got you. Okay, got, yeah. Watch the, the first two episodes of Rick and Morty. I will do that. All right. Well, that wraps things up for the sixty episode sixty-five of the Bros Who Binge podcast. We got a little rant heavy. Yeah, we, we did, uh, but a lot of shit was happening. To talk about. Yeah. For sure. Char- and then, Charlie's Angels got me pissed off. Yeah, there's going to be another good week of stuff 
Mandalorian, Watchmen, we're getting ready before the week of Thanksgiving. So um, we should look. Know, I'm gonna tell the people this: we should have a Ford and Ferrari. There's no excuse for us not to have a Ford and Ferrari review for you guys next week. Ooh. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna get out to the theaters before I go to San Antonio. I'm gonna go Thursday, like big facts. So if I while I'm in San Antonio, shoot with your ass, better go see Ford and Ferrari. Linda out here making promises. I'm making promises to the fans, yes, because I love them. Shit, I'm getting out to it. I'm going to the movies. We're gonna see. We're giving you Ford <laughs> Ferrari, baby. They're not gonna say this is just a TV pod. Like we still do movies too. God damn it. I love these fans, yo. You guys make my fucking day. We just did a movie a little while ago. We did The King. <laughs> we did do The King, but that wasn't an in theater movie. You know what I mean? We gotta go see this shit, bro. I'm giving. I'm giving a guarantee. If I don't go see this movie before I go to San Antonio, you guys should be mad at me next week. Oh my god. Like big facts. <laughs> this dude's determining my weekend plans. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to be here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. We'll see what happens for the next episode, but we'll no, definitely be talking we'll about <laughs> all those TV shows that we've been watching. No, we're going to talk about Ford Ferrari too, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Big week this week, though, ladies and gents. Big week for the network. Last week was a big week. We're coming back to back on you like Drizzy. If you're a fan of, of The Herd, if you're a fan of sports talk television, we have a big guest this week. The co-host of The Herd, Host of the Maybe I'm Crazy podcast, Joy Taylor, is coming on the BWT pod. This Thursday is dropping at 11. Big week for the BWT pod. Primetime's, of course, dropping as always. Got a, 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 a Arkansas preview coming later this week. Ar- uh, Ole Miss recap. You know, coming for you. Anime Talk, new IG out. We're doing IG posts every, every day damn near for Anime Talk. So if you want more content from us, be sure to check us out on, on Instagram at Anime Talk Pod. You can follow us there. We'll drop more content in between episodes. But in terms of big stuff, Thursday, Bros You Think Pod, Joy Taylor coming on the show. Super, super excited for that. Yeah, everyone. Make sure you check out that episode. It's going to be big for the network. Just a big, big interview that you're definitely going to want to listen to. National so. guest. Like real time. Like real talk. Yeah. I mean, this is someone that I watch on TV literally every day. This is like this. This is as big as like Jason Whitlock. Not to toot our own horn. Sure. I mean, yeah, definitely, a hundred percent. Same. Like, network. I mean, I'm not, I'm mean, not I think that. I think that Joey Taylor's on a, a bigger show, in my opinion. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. True, 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 true. And she was on Skip and Shannon too. She also was on Skip and Shannon. Did she you guys brought, talk about she, that? Yeah, we did. We definitely did because I I had to give her credit because she was the one who it was her Shannon and Skip that made that show popular. I think so. Yeah. I think Did, that she had a large part to do with that. Yeah, because her being caught up with popular pop culture and her knowledge on like how Shannon was gonna bring it up, being unk and doing all that stuff with the rap, like her having a rapport with rap music and having all the rappers on, it made for a conversation where not saying that Jenny doesn't do a good job, but Joy, it didn't feel like well, it's it's Joy, the same. It didn't feel like the, Joy was an add-on. Well, it's the same way, like, what you say with Jenny is the same way that you talk about Joy and Christine. Like, yeah. The Herd was still good with Christine, but it's also really good with Joy. Yeah, no, 100%. And I loved Christine on The Herd. Yeah, so. It's, so, you, know, ap- you know, apples and oranges sort of thing. They're, no, they're both great. We definitely, we talk about her time with Skip and Shannon. We talk about her time at The Herd. 
Talk about a lot of good stuff, man. Be sure to check that out Thursday. But you can find me at LynnBWT. Follow Birds You Think at Birds You Think on Twitter. And like I said, follow Anime Talk on Instagram, Anime Talk Pod. Yeah, they got some pretty cool conversations going on on the anime Instagram. I've put my input in on one of the conversations at least. So, you know, I'm even trying to make some some strides. But, hey, I've been out there watching some anime, Lyndon. I've, I've been watching uh, Samurai, Samurai Champloo. Ooh, okay, that's fire. You're I've been watching that. All right, you should check out Vinland, bro, on Amazon. You really should. On Shout Amazon? Oh, my yeah. gosh, I haven't even thought, I didn't even know that they had stuff on Amazon. Ooh, hey, yo, I, oh, Schubert, how did you know that when I've been preaching for weeks on my platforms that Amazon has the arguably the second best anime roster out right now? Well, I mean, my thing about Amazon is that I just never go to Amazon. It's not like See, you, I'm a you're big always Amazon scrolling. Guy. You're always scrolling through like Netflix or something. And like right now, I'm always scrolling through like Netflix and, or Disney Plus. So it's like I, ne- I never get to Amazon. You need to show Amazon some love. You really do. Because they got some great stuff. Vinland, Blades of the Immo- Like they have mature anime content over there. Dang. Yeah. Like I'm giving, Am- I'm giving Amazon that big of a pub. Like real shit. Like shout out to, uh, shout out to An- Amazon for putting out that great anime content. But I'm glad you're checking out Shampoo. That's a great one in the same creators, Cowboy Bebop. So. Yeah, yeah, I can tell. Yeah. Um, well, you can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at ashubert14, and make sure that you listen to everything going on with the network. You can catch my show about sports on Sundays from 7 to 8 p.m. in New Orleans on 9.90 a.m. or on the TuneIn radio app at the same place. Uh, you can call in. There's a call-in number that I tweet on my on my Twitter. So check yeah, out. Call check in. that out. I was a guest on one, on that show once. once yeah, Lyndon Lyndon came on. Charles has come on. I've had my friend Jesse who does the who does a uh, watch along Alabama show on YouTube called Tusk Talk, and he's come on. He he's just he's just a caller. He's not a guest. He's one of my callers that just calls in to rant about Alabama. Check and out so we have. Show. We have some fun times, but yeah. Anyway, uh, that's it for this show. The episode episode sixty five of the Bros Who Binge podcast. Make sure you have a great week. Go out and catch all the shows. Get ready for a fun filled Friday of Mandalorian and Titans. I'll be glued go watch to the Ford TV. and Ferrari. Oh yeah, be some, in the movie theaters too. Go watch Ford and Ferrari, Frozen Two, Charlie's Angels if you want to. But I mean, no, you no. know, <laughs> no. I'm just. Don't support that nonsense. All right. Well, well, anyway, have a great week. And as always, keep binging.